What's going on, everybody? Welcome to this very special edition of the Main Event Talk Podcast. I am the Main Event Player, the Super Seeking himself, Furman Torres, coming back at you, the God among gods, the King among kings, the coolest son of a motherfucking bitch, walking God's green earth. It is Saturday, February 25th, and we're getting closer and closer to the end of February, and that means March is coming up, so there's going to be a lot of stuff we're going to be talking about as far as events happening in March on this episode of the Main Event Talk Podcast. But before we talk about some of those events that will take place in March, there's a couple of other things we got to talk about here, including last week's Elimination Chamber, the story that's been going on between Sami Zayn and Roman Reigns. We are going to actually talk about that in the last and final segment on this episode of the Main Event Talk Podcast. Obviously, we have a lot of things we need to talk about, uh, not just about that segment, but the Elimination Chamber, WrestleMania, who took place, and everything else like that, and you know how that stuff goes. Now, last night, uh, an event called No Surrender did take place. Now, the main event did do some recordings about a couple of days ago, and I was supposed to have already given you... Uh, the matches for the No Surrender pay-per-view. However, I didn't have time, and plus I didn't think about adding it. So on this episode, you're going to hear me talk about the No Surrender pay-per-view and everything, and I will give you the results also at the conclusion of this episode as well, right before we get to the whole thing involving Sami Zayn and Roman Reigns. So we know how this rolls. All right, now, the other thing we're going to talk about is this. Now, this is towards Rich's Billiards. This, this is towards you guys, and, and trust me, it's not a good thing, and it's also not a bad thing either, okay? So, what happened this past weekend when the main event walked into Rich's Billiards? Well, you'll find out about what that is and everything else, and a new date has been set, and you'll find out what that new date is later on. Plus, we're going to give you the WrestleMania report right here and matches that I think may or may not happen. Don't know. And it's going to be it's going to be one of those days, ladies and gentlemen. This will be the last episode for February until we enter March. Uh, March, I believe, is um, let's see. Today's the 25th. So that means that uh, we got the 26th coming up, 27th to 28th on a Tuesday. So March will actually begin around Wednesday. So that means that um, springtime is almost coming and everything. Uh, it's still a bit cold outside, uh, but it's not as cold as has it been has been last week. So should be incredible to check out. So. With that being said, let's go ahead and get some music rolling out of the way, and then we'll start off with the wrestling news that you keep you guys rolling and everything else like that. So let's begin the show, shall we? Listen to ya. I'm behind your rules, you think I'll save 
Okay, so let's begin this episode, and uh, we're we're gonna actually put Richard's Billiards on the fucking list right now. Let me explain how it goes, ladies and gentlemen, as to how this came about. Why is this uh, being brought up? Okay, so uh, the main event had a huge plan, okay? Now, as you guys know, last week was my 20th anniversary when I debuted at Rich's Billiards. When I came into the bar for the very first time, and ever since then, I was there when it died, I was there when it came back to life, I was there when it turned into a club, I was there when it turned into a slot machine, and all that other stuff, and here we are 20 years later, and all I wanted to do was celebrate, right? So, this is what happened, okay? So, I was uh, scheduled to have an event on Friday, right? I was going to try and do the celebration on Friday, but apparently that didn't go so well because of the fact that as soon as, um, as soon as I was about to make that announcement, which I did, um, all of a sudden Richard's Billiards decided that they were going to go ahead and do a sock hop, which they did. But, uh, I don't, I don't know if they really did a sock hop, at least if I'm, At least from the from the things that I've been hearing and everything. So, let me 
let me go ahead and uh, give you the scenario of what's really going on here. So, the main event goes ahead and decides, okay, we're not going to do, we're not going to do our 20th anniversary uh, on Friday since that's going on. And I was certainly not going to do it over on uh, Emo Night, even though it was a very successful night as always for Emo Night. So I wanted them to have their moment. So the main event decided <clears throat> we're going to head over to Rich's Billiards on a Sunday. And that was the plan going in. So we had got done watching Elimination Chamber on Saturday, right? Chilled out at home, drank a couple of beers, you know, was feeling okay. And then I decided, screw it. I'm going to go ahead and uh, I'm going to try to do what I can for Sunday. So I did. <clears throat> so as soon as that went down, the next thing that happened was I was going to go ahead and, um, you know, get up pretty early in the morning, which I did, got dressed, got ready, uh, left the house a little before two o'clock, right? A little before two in the afternoon. And I had already put out <clears throat> that I was going to be headed over there to Rich's Billiards, right? And I was inviting everybody that wanted to come along and everything, right? So, <clears throat> as soon as I got there, boy, it was not a good time for me to show up on a Sunday. Now, follow along with the scenario here. So, it's about 2.24 in the afternoon and you're fixing to head over to Rich's Village and you're about to have yourself a couple of fucking beers and a couple of shots. Now, I didn't mind the bartender. Didn't, didn't care who she was. So that's fine. You know, <clears throat> I mean, if I know her, I know her. If I don't, I would have introduced myself to her. But none of those things happened. And let me explain why. So, apparently when I walked in there, I looked. Uh, the first thing I looked was the jukebox, right? The jukebox was the very first thing I look at every time I walk into that place. That's the fucking truth, guys. I walk in, I look at that fucking jukebox. That's the first thing that comes to my fucking head when I walk into that fucking bar. Now, <clears throat> I heard music, but the jukebox is not running. Now, here's the bad part about the music, okay? Now, listen. I'm sure all of you that know me quite well knows that when it comes to country music... I have a special place in my heart for country, okay? I have a special place in my heart for George Strait or Clint Black or Florida Georgia Line or any, any of these acts that I've heard of before, right? Some that are considered country in my personal view. But when you overdo it, oh God, when you overdo it, I swear to God, this is the fucking truth. I'm just here. I got my big-ass beer of Ultra. I got my shot of Jaeger, right? <clears throat> I was feeling fine, right? But when I saw... When I saw the jukebox... Oh, well, well, I'm sorry. When I saw the YouTube, when I saw exactly what I heard, my, my first scenario was I was pissed, I was mad, I was upset, and I had to tag Richard, <clears throat> Richard's Billiards in right away because... I had to let them know that I walked into that place and I also had to let them know that that jukebox is not running and they, and I pretty much said this, they need to fix their fucking shit. Okay. It's the fucking truth. All right. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna lie about that. Listen, I, I was mad. I was fucking mad. I wasn't mad at the service. The service wasn't what's pissed me off. 
the 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 beer and the shots, everything was fine. The atmosphere over there was fine. I mean, it was it was a pretty packed house. You know, <clears throat> people were there to shoot pool, had themselves a good time. Yada yada yada. Blah blah blah. That's okay. That's not what was pissing me off. What was pissing me off was the fact that any time, any time, when I hear country completely in my fucking head, I intend to go completely fucking insane. I'm not kidding. I mean, listen, listen. I don't mind country music. I don't mind the Hanum. I don't even mind. I don't even mind hip hop and R&B. I don't mind that kind of music at all. But the thing is, if I'm not hearing any Metallica, if I'm not hearing any Slayer or Megadeth or Anthrax, or if, if I'm not hearing any Van Halen, if I'm not hearing any Black Sabbath, if I'm not hearing anything metal, I'm gonna lose my fucking mind. Okay, and let me tell you something. I was on the verge of losing my mind because I sat there. I was li- I was just listening to this music and I'm my first thought was, "Oh god, I had to tell Hector. I text Homestar that dude, the jukebox is out and, and I found out, I found out from Hector and from several other people <clears throat> that had informed me that the jukebox was already out." As I what? Are you how long has it been out? Uh, I don't know, a few days. And I'm like thinking, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So if I were to have gone, if I would have gone ahead and did my 20th anniversary over there and I walk in there and I hear nothing but fucking bullshit music, you mean to tell me I would have never have wasted my money on that fucking jukebox if it wasn't going to run? Oh, you got to be kidding me. You know? I mean, this was one of these things where you had to take charge. You had to take action. Now, now listen. I'm not going to sit here and say, <clears throat> say what I'm thinking about. <clears throat> sorry. Saying what I'm thinking about Rich's Billiards. Okay. I'm not going to say what I'm thinking because I know some people are going to be telling me the same thing. Oh, Rich's Billiards suck. The service is ridiculous. They are, they're not even trading their customers the right way. Listen, I've heard those scenarios, right? I've heard of them, all right? <clears throat> now, they have never had a problem with me, okay? They've never had a problem with me at all. I come in, I drink my beer, I have myself a good time. All is right with the world, all right? <clears throat> now, for the other customers, and I'll say this straight point blank. Listen, just go over and ask them, where is my drink? That's all, that's all you got to ask. That's all you got to ask, all right? And plus, listen, if you're in a hurry <clears throat> to get your drink, let me tell you something. Unless you have somewhere to go, go now. Don't worry about the drink, all right? That's the thing. <clears throat> so, so the main event was sitting at that bar for like maybe an hour, an hour and a half, maybe two hours, perhaps. And I kept asking myself over and over again, what am I going to do? 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 And then it occurred to me about what I needed to do. And something was telling me, leave. Something was telling me to leave. And it wasn't just the country music that was happening. I'm talking, I wanted to leave. 
and I wanted to leave badly. I needed to keep my sanity in check before I go off like a motherfucker over at Rich's Billiards. And I'm not saying I'm going to beat the jukebox up and I'm going to trash the entire bar and go insane and tell everybody you're not playing the right music. You're, you're pissing me off. This fucking music sucks. And I just want to kill everyone in this fucking bar because we have to listen to this complete insanity. You know? We have to go through this. So then I decided, okay. It was about four something and I was already done with my beer, right? So then I, I decided, you know what? Let's fix the problem. Let's fix the problem. Let's fix my sanity. <clears throat> so it may be a while until Richard's Billiards gets their jukebox rolling, right? So then I decided, okay. I will go ahead. And I will take off, and I will head over to Boozers, all right? I'll, I'll head over to Boozers, because number one, it's a Sunday. It, and number two, it won't be the same celebrating my 20th anniversary over at, um, over at Boozers, because I've never been there at Boozers. Well, I've been to Boozers, but I've never been there for 20 years. I've been to Rich's Billiards for 20 years. I think it deserves the accolade it needs from me every single step of the way. So, this is the thing. Now, now I'll get to this one little announcement that I'm going to make. And I'm going to make it here when I can. Now, I leave. I take off. I head over to Boozers. And what's the first thing I did? I go right to the jukebox. I put $20 in. I actually put $25 in there just so I could put my metal insanity in there. And luckily, Boozers has everything I need. From Testament to Metallica to Slayer to Anthrax to Megadeth to some uh, Cannibal Corpse, some Possessed. All the good stuff that the main event always loves to hear every single time just to keep my metal insanity from reaching the breaking point. So, I put that scenario down. Everything went well. And I loved it. I loved it every step of the way. Now, unfortunately, the only thing that was bad about Boozers, the only thing, the music was good, everything was fine. Uh, the only thing that I was not too impressed with was the fact that, well, no, like over over Rich's Billiards, you would get the big ass beers, right? Big ass beers with the shots and everything. Now, over at um, over at um, at Boozers, I got my beers, but unfortunately, it came in a bottle, and I don't have a problem with that. The shots were fine. I think I think the only problem I had was just the bottles. You know, I. Would rather have it in a big fucking mug. I don't think they have a big mug for it. At least, at least I wouldn't know, right? So, the main event had <clears throat> so has soothed his soul. All right, I soothe my soul in every way possible. You know, just so I can feel much better. Just so I can put my metal insanity into my head, so that way I don't feel. Like, I'm going to kill people at Rich's Billiards. It's not going to happen. Now, <clears throat> let me go ahead and extend a couple of things. First of all, I'm going to apologize to Rich's Billiards for everything that I said. Okay? Maybe some people caught it. Maybe some didn't. But this is the thing that will happen. And I've decided that I think it needs to happen. I think it needs to happen. And uh, let's see if I... I need to check this out because I think we need to fix the problem and we need to fix the problem as soon as possible. Ah, perfect. Yes, I think we can do it. Now, unless something happens, 
unless something happens or something changes in any way possible, I have this huge announcement. Now, I'm going to do something. I'm going to do something that uh, I wouldn't normally do, right? But I mean, it's it's going to happen on a Friday. It's going to be on March third, and I'm going to be at Rich's Billiards. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing that everybody needs to know about right now. I'm going to walk into Rich's Billiards, right? I'm going to do what I can like I have every single time. Now, here's the little kicker. Here's the little kicker that comes along with this whole situation. Now, since I did not celebrate my 20th anniversary at Rich's Billiards, since I didn't get the opportunity to do it on the 14th because I was busy, since I couldn't do it on the 17th because I had uh, contractual obligations, and the fact that something took place over at Rich's Billiards, which I couldn't do it, and since I couldn't celebrate uh, on the 19th of February because certain circumstances were beyond Rich's Billiards control, the main event has decided that on Friday, March 3rd, the main event is going to celebrate his 20th anniversary, regardless of what anyone thinks. Listen, and I'm not pissed at Rich's Billiards. I'm not pissed at any of the, any of the people that did, did the whole, you know, you know how it goes. I didn't spend 20 years coming to this bar by going ahead and saying a bunch of stuff, all right? All of that shit that I talked about on my main event talk podcast all came true. All was true. The first time I walked into that bar, February 14, 2003. I remember that day quite well. The day when the bar died, December 16, 2009. It was dead. June of 2000, I think it was either June or May of 2010 when the bar reopened. July 16, 2010. My first birthday event. And the Periwinkle Massacre played on that stage. And I was there for that moment, including Erlinda. That was a very special moment for me. 8-23-14. is an extremely important date. Because not only did we have some special bands played over at that stage, like Shattered Sun and of Serpents of Saviors and Mariachi Muertos, but the appearance of one of the most legendary thrashers of all time, Chuck Billy, was in attendance. And if the main event had the opportunity, I would have loved to have met the legendary record producer himself, who was at that bar, who was there, none other than the legendary Johnny Zazula. He was there. And all the bands that have performed on that bar, bands like Killamora, Texas Hate Machine, Knife Party Attribute to Deftones, Saliva, The Periwinkle Massacre, Theory of a Dead Man, This Dying Dream, Laoric, Memories in Broken Glass, Adema, Taproot, it's a long list. Norma Jean. They all performed over at Rich's Billiards. And I was there for all of those events. I was there for everything. And the one time, the one time when the main event wants to go ahead and celebrate my 20th anniversary, it was taken away from me. It's not Rich's Billiards' fault. But it is kind of bad when... The main event walks in, and all of a sudden, 
everything goes bad because of someone's... Well, I'm not going to say it was incompetence. I'm not going to say it was incompetence at all. But it would have been nice to throw in something on Facebook to inform everyone that the jukebox is out. But we will produce some music to soothe the savage beast. And by the way, by the way, listen, this is just something to think about. When you have people running the, running the music, you better make sure you run it to the fullest extent of everyone's delight. In other words, if this was me, yes, I know some people are going to say, oh, you're going to put in a bunch of metal, Furman. I know what you're going to No, 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 no. That's not what I would do. Yes, I would put metal music on there, but I would put music on there to the point where it soothes me and it soothes the customers as well. If the customers want to hear some rap music, the main event will give them rap music. If they, they want to hear Tejano music, we're going to hear some Tejano music. You want to hear some R&B, you get some R&B. You get some country, you get some country. We're going to give you everything you want so that way you can stay at the fucking bar, drink some beer, take some shots, shoot some more pool, and get some more beers until you're blue to the fucking face and you're drunk off your ass and you hit the floor. And the only thing that we're going to ask you is, do you need a taxi? Trust me when I tell you if it was me, that's exactly what I would do. I'm not going to have some person come over there to the bar and play some of this country music that I've never heard of before. Some is fine. The rest is like, who the fuck is this? I've never heard of this guy. William Jenkins? Are you fucking kidding? Who the fuck is that? If it was Johnny Cash, I'd be fine, okay? If it was, um, if it was, um... What what's that guy? Travis Brett or Brett Travis or whatever the fuck is the one that does that song Zoom or Boom or whatever the fuck the song. But anyways, the point that I'm making is this. Alright? The point I'm making is this. Last week or a few days or last week is over now. Okay? But it doesn't mean that my 20th anniversary is gonna go down like that. Alright? No. Hell no. No, it's not happening that way. All right? So what's going to happen is this. Friday, March 5th. I'm sorry. Wait a minute. Actually, I'm sorry. It's going to be March 3rd. The weekend of revolution. Yeah, the weekend of revolution. So this is what's going to happen. All right? What's going to happen is this. On March 3rd. The main event will celebrate his 20th anniversary over at Richard's Billiards. And I'm bringing every single person along for the ride. I don't care if you're Neva. I don't care if you're Homestar Runner. I don't care if you're PPE. I don't care if you're Candy. If you're Johnny. If you're Jonathan Chappelle. I don't care if you're from Theo's past or Billiards, Richard's Billiards future. You will be a part of my festivities. And to make sure that everything goes according to plan, I am going to have Headbanger Incorporated's head of security at Don Pena make sure that the proceedings are done accordingly. Okay? In other words, he's going to be my judge, my door guy, my jury, and my execution. Because if anyone falls in line with me, the A-Train is going to put you all in the grave. He'll put you all down, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. He's going to A-bomb your ass until you understand you don't fuck with the main event on his 20th anniversary ever again. Ah.
and as you can tell, I've had just a little bit of monster when I got this done today, all right? <coughs> so nonetheless, guys, like I said before, since things didn't go the way it was supposed to go, and since things didn't go in the right way, I decided that I'm going to set my date for March 3rd. So Friday, March 3rd will be the moment, will be the time, will be the place. And everyone's invited. Everyone's invited to be a part of the festivities and the main event's going to run the jukebox like never before. And I promise you, no, I guarantee you, you're going to have a good time and so am I. And this is going to be for 20 years of being a part of Rich's Billiards. I couldn't do it on the 14th. I couldn't do it on the 17th. I couldn't do it on the 19th. So now I'm going to get a chance to do it with no interruptions of any kind. March 3rd is the date. And the main event will celebrate like never before. So guys, get a chance to be a part of history on March 3rd. The main event celebrating 20 years Richard's Billiards and it will all be for the sake of the main event player the super sea kid himself Furman Torres the god among gods the king among kings the coolest son of a motherfucking bitch walking god's green earth the wrestling rock star the ultimate sinner among sinners guys March 3rd is the date just remember that. And Richards, Riches, do me a favor. Please don't put anything on on March 3rd. Please let it go. Let it be. And let me have my moment. Please let me have my moment. So you, you have actually, a lot of thoughts about that main event. You haven't seen the main event, have you? I've seen nothing. I walked in the door like 20 minutes ago, 15 minutes ago, and I knew that we were going to be doing the show, so I didn't want to... So I, I, I've seen nothing. I literally know nothing other than I know the finish of the main event, I because mean, nobody was uh, texting me during the show. Um, I did read um, I did read a bunch of comments, though. I did go through my emails really quick, and um, and uh, it's, in, it's interesting because... Um, you know, I mean, I, there's people on Twitter who are saying one thing, and then I read the comments that, that I've gotten, and they're they say very different, but... Um, well, what did what did the uh, people on Twitter say? And that, what did the uh, people that emailed you say? Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn was, uh, like, uh, the greatest match of all time, and then the people who emailed me, some, some of them, you know, most of them liked the match, but um, a lot of them liked the uh, men's chamber match the best. Um, both are getting, you know, best match votes. And, um, you know, I mean, mixed bag on the show, though. I mean, for sure. I mean, really? Yeah, yeah. I thought I thought the show. Well, I'll put it this way: I thought the show itself was like an easy thumbs up in terms of like all the matches. All the matches were good. Even the Lesnar match had like a stupid finish, but the match was fun. So, so the, did they, they they put Lesnar over? No, they they. Uh, so that means that that that. Well, Ray I'll White's get to it here. Lashley. I'll, I'll get to it here, but uh, getting to the thing, the matches were all good, and then we got to the main event. And uh, I can see how the main event would be a polarizing match in the sense that as a as a match from start to finish, you know, the crowd was absolutely unbelievable. Of course. The wrestling was great. 
Roman Reigns was a great heel. Sami Zayn was a was a great babyface, and uh, and in the end, you know, Roman Reigns won. And we'll get into how it happened and everything like that. But the way that they did it and what they did and the crowd reaction to the finish. Like, when I watched it the first time, I only saw, like, the second half of the match. I saw from where Sammy started making his big comeback all the way through the finish in the aftermath and everything like that. And I thought, you know, it was, it was, I didn't expect Sammy Zayn was going to win. And given that he didn't win, I mean, you know, it wasn't how I would have done it. And I thought it was a little bit flat, but, you know, whatever. But then when I watched it from start to finish, when I watched Sammy's entrance, when I when I watched it coming off the the appearance that he did on SmackDown and the way the crowd reacted to him, and I and I looked at the and how crazy the crowd was for Sami Zayn during this match, I watched that match a second time and it was like, dude, Sami should have won this match. I mean, he just he should have won this match. But and know, really, the the whole you know, you I know, mean, you know, the, the one the one thing on that is is, um. These situations are very, very rare in wrestling when something like this happens. And, I mean, it sort of happened to a degree with um, Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre, but this was way bigger. I mean, not bigger as far as people, but it was way bigger. And you never get another chance to do it again. I mean, you can you can have him no. win. You can have him win later somewhere else. That's uh, my point. Like, But, I, but, I, but, I, but this was the night. They I mean, did I, a. That's how, I, that's how I felt last night when I watched SmackDown. It was like, they okay. did a, a strong heat finish. They gave Sammy a visual pinfall on Roman Reigns when the referee was down. They do that to and, everybody gets that. And when it was over, it was like, okay, I see that clearly they're trying to set up Sammy getting another shot down the road. And if Roman's not the champion, he's probably going to beat him. And, you know, we got some heat here, and so he's going to get the big win later. And I'm sure when he gets the big win over Roman Reigns, like everybody's going to go crazy and they're going to love it and it's going to get a great reaction. But you can't have today again. This was the day that you had the opportunity to do this. And even if he wins at WrestleMania, it's like, okay, well, you know, he wins the tag titles at WrestleMania or maybe they do whatever. I don't know what they'll do. They could do, you know, Roman and Sammy and Cody, and one fall is for one of the belts, and one fall is for the other belt, and even if he won one of them, I, I, I just think I mean I mean I don't I don't know I mean I I know what the plan was um, as of you know even even a week ago, and it was Roman and Cody. You know it's not Sammy being pitched, you know thrown in. Could they do it? Of course they could. They can always change. I thought that um, I mean I thought. You know, watching the uh, Cody interview uh, with with Sammy, I thought, you know, maybe you do make it a three way. You know, it's like I, you know, just just do something to make it a three way. But if he beats him, you know, I don't know. You know, I mean, um, again, I, I really don't want to talk until watching the show in that sense. But um, you know, I did. I mean, there's 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 so many. Um, you know, in, you know, again, again, every situation's different. You know, TV ratings are big on Friday night. Will they stay big? You know, maybe they will and maybe they won't. You know, it's you don't know, I mean, how people will react. I mean, I, I know that in with WWE, a lot of times when people are really, really furious, that um, it doesn't hurt business, you know, whereas in other places at other times, you know, it, it, it has. I mean, I just remember the one that I, that I remember so well would be the uh, the Road Warriors, Tully and Arn at Starcade in Chicago. And, um, 
But it's a different era because, like, they're not running Montreal next month and the month after. They might run Montreal in a year. So by then, who cares? You know, but but when the Road Warriors didn't beat Tully and Arn in Chicago, and WCW was always selling out Chicago, they never sold out again. You know, until maybe they, I mean, until probably... Um, this is this was in 87 they probably did you know in 97 you know when you know 10 years later but not probably not until then um because it was one of those things and that wasn't a story one-fourth as big as this maybe not even one-tenth as big as this but it was still the road warriors in chicago going for the title and the people really believed that they were going to win and it was just one of those things where i mean i knew going in it's like if they don't win uh, you're gonna hurt Chicago, and you may hurt you may hurt everything. But but that wasn't the world titles, the tag team titles. But still, it it did. You know, I mean, it, you know, again, they never drew well in Chicago, even for Flair and Steamboat. You know, that match that's really famous. That was they had to paper the hell out of that building to to get it look you know three quarters, four fifths full, because the people went, and it was like okay, we didn't get it, and you know. That's that's what happened. And in this case, um, did you see the press conference by any chance? No, but we'll we'll do the press conference here in a second. But uh, so what happened during this match is you had Roman Reigns, Sami Zayn in Montreal, and what I thought, and I'm sure many people thought was going to happen, was Jay was going to turn on Sami, Roman was going to beat him, Kevin Owens was going to come out, make the save for Sami, they were going to beat up the Usos. And then Sammy and Kevin would have a huge hug in Montreal. Everybody would go crazy and you set up WrestleMania. So what they did was they had a 32-minute match. And great match, great near falls. People were super into Sammy's near falls. Tons of heat for Roman. Referee takes a bump. We have a visual pinfall for Sammy. Referee wakes back up. And then we had another referee bump. So... Jimmy Uso comes down to the ring, hits a bunch of super kicks on on Sami Zayn, and then uh, no Jay. And so finally, you know, the referee is still down, and Paul Heyman ends up getting a steel chair. And he throws the steel chair into the ring, and Roman Reigns grabs a chair, and he's going to whack Sami with this chair. And all of a sudden, into the ring slides Jay Uso. And so Jey Uso gets in Roman, kind of gets between Roman and Sammy. He doesn't really get in his face. He just gets between them. And he's got a look on his face where he's, he's kind of disgusted by this whole thing. And Roman starts screaming at him like, you know, what are you doing here? Get out of my way. And Jay just stares him down. So finally, they replay what they did at the Royal Rumble with Sammy. So Roman takes a chair and he says, all right, here. And he gives the chair to Jey Uso. So Jay's got the chair. Roman Reigns goes over. He turns his back to Jay. He starts yelling at Sammy. Everyone's expecting Jay is going to hit Roman Reigns with the chair or do the swerve or whatever. But Jay just stands there with the chair. And so Roman turns back around and he's like, why aren't you doing anything? Why aren't you hitting this guy? And so as he's screaming at him, Sammy tries a spear Roman moves out of the way. Sammy spears Jey Uso. Jey Uso falls out of the ring. Roman then gets the chair. He beats Sammy. He beats him with the chair repeatedly. He hits the ropes. He spears the guy. And then the referee slides in the ring and he counts the pin. I was like, what? 
That was the finisher you came up with after all of this. So he gets the pin, and it, it was not as it was not. I, I wasn't there obviously for the uh, uh, when San Martino lost the title to Koloff. But in the modern era, this is as close as you're going to get to. That referee countered the pin, and this place went quiet. And they cut to these people in the crowd, and these people are like, what? He just got pinned? They're like aghast. And then, of course, Jimmy hits the ring, and Jimmy starts beating on Sami Zayn. And then they hit Kevin Owens' music. So they hit Kevin's music, and, you know, Obviously, it gets a huge reaction because it's Kevin Owens' music. But as Kevin Owens is coming down to the ring, the director, he wants to get some shots of fans going crazy because here comes Kevin Owens. And the first guy that he cuts to has this look on his face like, I'm over it. I don't care one bit. And so Kevin comes down to the ring, and he starts beating up Jimmy, and he gives Jimmy the stunner, and then he gives Roman Reigns the stunner, and Roman Reigns stumbles into the corner. And so Roman's in one corner, Sammy's in the other corner, and, uh, and Kevin Owens is right in the middle. And so Kevin looks at Roman Reigns in the corner, and he looks at Sammy Zayn in the other corner, and he steps out of the way. And Sammy runs, he hits the big boot in the corner on Roman Reigns, crowd cheers, and then we don't get a hug because Kevin Owens rolls out of the ring, and he starts to walk to the back, and Sammy's just looking so disappointed with everything. And Kevin looks back, and you're thinking, oh, man, Kevin's going to go back and give him. Nope. Kevin just keeps walking. And Sammy's still disappointed. And then Sammy looks at the people, and they, like, cheer him and everything. And that's how the show went off the air. Well, there's still plenty of, there's still plenty of TV. I mean, there's right six weeks and everything. Until WrestleMania. So it's like, I, I mean, you could have done the hug. Maybe you want to build for the hug and build ratings, you know, build up ratings, you know, to, to build to the hug. That's, I'm sure that's what they're going to do. That's, that's I'm sure fine. they're going to do a hug, and I'm sure they're going to get the tag titles at WrestleMania and everything. But, oh, dude, sure when they, you watch they, they, this they show, happens. when you watch this show and you see this crowd, it's like, what? That is what they came up with for this crowd? This crowd was so deflated at the end of this thing. And, you know, they'll, I'm sure... They'll do whatever, but I don't know. I watched it, and I thought it was the wrong call when all was said and done. But I mean, I, I, I know when Monday, Monday uh, when I watched, and, I, and I, up until Monday, I didn't really think that they were going to do anything. I mean, look, I'd been, look, I was told they weren't going to do with the Sammy thing. But I'm, you always go like, look, you know, I mean, especially with, with Vince. I've seen Vince change finishes last minute so many times. So it's like, you know, whatever. You know, it's like... Um, you know, it could always change. When I saw the thing Monday, um, you know, I thought, you know, they really kind of have to do something, you know, because they could put Sammy over and they could have Roman beat him back in three weeks. You know, I mean, if it was like, guys, you know, if I, I don't even want to mention Booker's names at this point. But I mean, I know Booker's who, who, who would absolutely that would be their call, you know, and, and it's not necessarily a wrong call. You at least get people that memorable thing. Yeah, it only lasted three weeks. Guess what? You know, when um, I give you, you know, another famous example, like I was at Texas Stadium when Ric Flair wrestled Kerry and, and, and Kerry had to win that match, you know, for all the same reasons here. And we all knew that, you know, Ric Flair had to be world champion. Kerry could not be world champion. He couldn't be. So Rick wins. And a couple weeks later, Kerry loses the title. It was flat. Did it hurt Dallas? Yeah, it did. That, you know, they waited all this time and 
you know, they had the giant crowd at the stadium and everybody, and they got their title change and then Rick got it back anyway. Um, but it would have hurt more not to do the title. I mean, I mean, everyone in that situation, and granted, David had died and all that, but I mean, everyone, Jim Crockett, Ric Flair, everyone, they were 100% on board with the idea that Kerry had to win. There was no other finish, you know, um, even though, you know, Rick was always going to be the champion. And, you know, it, if they, it, it, it still ended up being better than doing a DQ, because you know, they certainly wouldn't have had Rick win. But doing a bad finish, it, the, the fact that they did get the title change, they did get that moment. Um, because, you, you know, you couldn't repeat that moment. Even if they decided to do it in a year later, uh, it would, it could, you could never repeat that, that moment. And this was one of those situations. It's again, like, it's like, it was really, really big. And, but, you know, again, but they, they had their hearts set on, you know, one thing. And in their mind, Sami Zayn was not the WrestleMania main event this year. He just wasn't. And, uh, you know, well, I, I I knew that that was the idea, and all of the things that I came up with were all presuming that he was not going to beat Roman, but man, when he came out on SmackDown and they just wouldn't stop cheering for yeah. minutes on end. That, you know, that and, was the, that was, they said that that was the, the second longest ovation at a Montreal sports event that anybody had ever seen, longer than Hogan. Although I felt, I mean, I remember the Hogan thing, but you know, Hogan's also an expert at riling up the crowd, um, and you know, more than Sammy. But Sammy didn't have to do anything; he just had to stand there, and it worked. And it doesn't matter, and the comparison doesn't matter anyway. The reality is, is that uh, I watched that thing, and it's like when I watched that thing, it was like, okay, you got to, you know what I mean? It's like you got to reevaluate the situation. And and they didn't reevaluate. Well, it was it was not only that, but when you watched it, it, w it was either okay, he either needs to win, or if he doesn't win, you've got to have some sort of plan for that night for those people where they're not going to leave just feeling like. Well, they got ah. the plan. The pl they got the plan that he gave them the, the haluba kick when it was over, I guess. You know, but so. you, when you watch it, it's like that is what they came up with after all of this. It, it just felt like I, I, they I, had there had to have been something better than that. I, I, I thought you would do something to where at least you end it where everyone knows Sammy's going to be in the WrestleMania match. And they still well, you certainly do, didn't do that. You, you, you certainly you, did not leave them with I, that thought I at mean, all. You could, you could still do that. Because, again, you know, Montreal, for the market, for the Montreal market, of course, if you're going to do it in the Montreal market, he should have gotten, like, a, a one, two, three. And then, you know, maybe some situation where, you know, I mean, if they, you know, if they were going to do a three-way, Sammy might, might as well have gone in as champion. Because, you know, because at that point, it's still WrestleMania, it doesn't matter, you know, you know what I'm saying? And Cody can, you know, they can, whatever they want to do, Cody can win, Roman can win. Wherever they want to go, whatever they think is the most optimum thing for the summer months is where you go. But, uh, you know. Um, now, I I'm didn't gonna, see I, the, I'll, yes. No, I mean, I didn't see it, so I, I don't really want to make anything. But I saw, like, I saw the whole build. And from Monday on, I mean, even before Monday, I was pretty strong on the fact that everything was different. You know, and, and I know people there, you know, it's the same thing. You know, it's like, I know people there who, who were very, very strong that Sammy winning is the best thing. But, you know, I was also told, you know, that 
um, you know, the, the powers that be um, are not even considering it. You know, I mean, that's what I was told. They're not even it's not even being considered now. You know, again, as time went on, especially the Monday interview and the direction they went on Monday, um, you know, it was just like, well, I hope they're considering it now, you know, but um, and maybe they did consider it and, you know, did whatever they did. Maybe they flipped a coin and just decided. You know, it was uh, it I was funny. Did you watch all of SmackDown? Oh, yeah. Okay, there was there was one line on commentary by Michael Cole where he was talking about the main event, and he goes, he said something to the effect of, you know, it's very, very unlikely that Sammy has any chance of winning. But you never know. Yeah, he thought, did, what, he, a, he, what a weird thing to say, unless he, he's he, actually he going to win. Well, that, like, that, are you well, just preparing us here? Well, well you know, that, that was just so funny. is When he said that, I thought, again, it's like, wow, they're reevaluating the situation because... Why would you say that unless he's going to win? Well, but but in fact, it. in fact, he said it to prepare us because he, you know, and obviously, you know, he didn't say that one out of the blue. So, I mean, obviously, he said that because they recommend or they directed him to say that, and they, you know, directed him to say that because they wanted in people's mind that hey, you know what? I know you're along for this ride, and it's a great ride, and, and everyone's going to be watching this show. It's going to be, the, you know, more people are going to be watching this B show than any B show probably ever in history, I'm going to guess. Um, but we just want you to know, you know, don't get too carried away because Roman Reigns and Cody Rhodes is our direction. So we're just letting you, you know, you know, I mean, we, and we, which we've already told you, you know, so, so enjoy the ride, don't get carried away. And so I didn't see did. the uh, the post show press conference, but Sammy did. Uh, they did interview him, and and he said, he essentially said, I I felt really weird when it was over. I really don't know what I feel like, and he made a comment about how, you know, when I looked around at the crowd after getting pinned, my first thought was, this is not fun, because well, the these people thing, were so deflated. Well, I mean, the, other, the, the other thing he said was like, it, you know, and I guess because he probably was there. And I mean, I remember and I was there, you know, and I could just imagine what it would have been like. It's like, you know, in that building, you know, go to see George St. Pierre fight and then he loses instead of wins. Exactly. And you know what? One of the things about pro wrestling is that doesn't ever have to happen. Never. In MMA, if George St. Pierre goes to Montreal, you can't control if he wins or loses. If if everything would be better if he wins, it doesn't matter. You can't control it. But in pro wrestling, the whole point is you can control it. Yep. There was nothing stopping them from having Sami Zayn win. There was nothing, nothing. preventing nothing. it. It's not like you have nothing. zero tickets sold for WrestleMania. Like the place has already got 55,000 both nights or whatever. I yeah. mean, you've sold your tickets. The show is going to do great on Peacock, regardless of who goes in as champion. There was and literally you know no good reason not to put the title on him on this show. Okay, but here's the thing. Given that Sammy is the one who's drawing the ratings, Roman was on that show last night and they did another big rating. You know, that show has been doing well with or without Roman. The draw is Sammy. And, which, and it's like, okay. So, so at, given that evidence, it's like... You know, you know, it's it's like even if you think, I mean, you shouldn't even if if you're if you are analyzing the data by doing so, you're looking at it and going like, we will probably do better with Sammy. I mean, that's the conclusion that I come to. It's like, okay, you know, I mean, yeah, they we spent a year on Roman, but guess what? Somebody passed him up. 
I mean, he did. You know what I mean? It's like you can't say he didn't because the data is right there. Okay? They weren't doing these numbers. Roman's been champion for two years. They weren't. They haven't done these numbers ever. Yeah, when John Cena came in, they did these numbers for one shot. And if John was in week after week, it'd only be week one where where they would do these numbers. Sammy is the biggest draw that they have had on this show. In you know, I don't know. I have to look back. I mean, maybe three years ago, you know, when TV was different. Maybe they were doing numbers this big. I don't remember exactly, and they weren't. And I don't think that they were quite this big either, even then. But this is this has become the biggest draw that show has had. And you know, it's it's you know, it's the whole storyline. Of course, it's not Sammy in and of itself in a vacuum. But this is the storyline. That's the point. It's like keep this storyline going. I keep this thing going for as long as possible. And at this point, you know, if Sammy wins, Roman coming back, it's the same feud. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know, whatever. It already happened. We can talk about it. It's already stuff. happened. It already happened. Yes, it already happened. All right, let's uh, let's look at the rest of the show here. I will got say, lots I, to well, get into. I mean, I mean, um, you know, again, this this is something we're going to look back on in six months because you know, again, maybe things will continue to get bigger, and you know, and in which case, if in which case, if they do, it's like all they did was ruin, ruin a moment. That's all. Okay, and and that's happened. All the time, I've seen people ruin moments left and right. You know, a lot, a lot in the last six months. If things go down, then you know um, we'll know more. You know, and it was like we could look back, and um, you know, I mean, uh, I, I the the only one where I felt like this was, I mean, I remember feeling like this before um, the Austin heel turn um, in in uh, Houston, Texas. And I was screaming at them. I, I wrote it. I was screaming, do not turn, because I, I knew that I'd been told to turn Steve Austin. Do not turn Steve Austin. Do not turn Steve Austin. Please do not turn Steve Austin. It's like, no. You know, in Las Vegas, there were people booing Steve Austin. And it's like, yeah, great. There's a few people. 5% of the crowd was booing Steve Austin. So let's turn your number one merchandise seller heel when you got, again, when you got no baby faces, you know, I mean, granted, they were going to turn Triple H baby face, but then he decided he didn't want to turn anyway. So you got no baby faces. We're going to turn him heel because, well, he, you know, in, in fairness, he asked, you know, and, uh, and you know, and today, of course, he'll say he was wrong. Um, you know, he said, it for, he said it for years and years and years. But it's like, um, I mean, that's the one, you know, I mean, it's, it, you know, you make the wrong call. Um, in certain situations, and you never get it back. And you know, we can go through Sting and Hulk Hogan. You know, where and, and granted, they they actually that didn't kill the company, but it, but Sting was never the same afterwards. Um, you know, they lucked into Goldberg the next year, so they were okay for another uh, year. But um, but they'd have been much stronger if they had done, you know, what you know, the obvious Scorpion Deathlock right in the middle, right? I mean, the obvious and. and Sometimes, you know, whatever, I don't, um, you know, it's nice. And again, sometimes, you know, six months from now, he may look back and go, guess what? The guy knows his audience and, and he was right. Or, you know, but, but by saying that, but to, do I have the confidence? It's like, all I know is I remember with the Austin thing. It's like, you know, it's like they know better. They know better. And it's like, well, they, they didn't know better, you know. So anyway, uh, it's something to revisit down the line. Okay, you just heard it right there from the Wrestling Observer Radio from Brian Alvarez and 
Dave Meltzer talking about the match that took place over the Elimination Chamber between Sami Zayn and Roman Reigns for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship, uh, which leads to the question, does Sami Zayn, did Sami Zayn deserve to lose the match or did he deserve to become the champion over at Elimination Chamber? Now, you're going to hear about those results and much, much more and everything else like that in that particular nature. Okay, so uh, I was going to present you the wrestling news, but we're not ready for that just yet. But let's get into some news involving what took place last night, uh, last weekend, over uh, on Saturday. Uh, now, as you guys know, Elimination Chamber was last week. But on that same time, I think it was right after Elimination Chamber was over was where Battle in the Valley took place. So the main event had an opportunity to look at that. Now, I had a chance to look at the matches. Uh, I had a chance to viewpoint everything, including the last two matches that I was looking forward to checking out. The one for the IWGP Women's Championship and the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. So we'll talk about those matches in just a moment. Let's get into all the results and we'll leave the last two, so that way you get. Uh, that way, I'll give you my opinions on those. In the first two matchups, uh, Alex Coughlin defeated J.R. Kratos via pinfall in the singles match. David Finley defeated Bobby Lashley via pinfall, and I believe that was part of the countdown show there. So, the first one is an eight-man tag team match. It consists of Koshida. Violator Jr., Kevin Knight, and the DKC. They defeated Mascara Dorado, Josh Alexander, Adrian Quest, and Rocky Romero. Singles match for the Strong Openweight Championship. Kenta defeated the champion, Fred Rosser. So Kenta is your new Strong Openweight Champion. Tag team match for the strong open tag open weight tag team championships. The Motor City Machine Guns of Al Shelley and Chris Sabin defeated the West Coast Wrecking Crew of Jorel Nelson and Royce Isaacs. That took place. They're still the champions. This one was a pretty good match, and I had a chance to. I had a chance to look at some of this match, and it was pretty good for what it is. Eddie Kingston defeated Jay White in Loser Leaves and uh, Loser Loser. I'm sorry, Loser Leaves New Japan Pro Wrestling match. Now, in this match, uh, I saw for what it was. It was incredible. Uh, great match, uh, Jay White. Uh, we all know. We are not sure at this point in time if Jay White is going to be signing with WWE or not. Uh, we've heard rumblings about New Japan. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. New J rumblings of AEW also. So there could be a good chance there. Although I'd like to see Jay White compete over there because, what, I mean, honestly, I think Jay White, with all due respect, tremendous talent, tremendous athlete. I don't think he wants to waste his time working on AEW especially when he kind of already knows how that promotion is. You know what I mean? He's already been there, what, a couple of times and everything? So, 
who knows, maybe something will come about and everything else like that, but we'll see how it goes. But I remember at the end of the match, I think Jay White was going to uh, use, uh, you know, uh, I think he mentioned some final words and everything, until David Finley show up and um, attacked him, you know, pretty much ending the career permanently of Jay White. So that's what happened there. Uh, the next matchup was pretty interesting. It was a Filthy Rules fight between Tom Lawler, Filthy Tom Lawler, and Homicide. Uh, that was via submission. It was so weird watching this matchup because there were no ropes at all during this match. No ropes at all, which made it really, really interesting right there. So as they put the ropes back up, the next matchup was Zack Sabre Jr. defeated Clark Connors. Via submission for the New Japan Pro Wrestling World Television Championship. Great match on that one. Now. Okay. Let's talk about these two matches right here. And we start with the IWGP Women's World Championship. Mercedes Monet and Kyrie. Well, you know, I, I'm, I'm used to saying Kyrie Sane, but uh, you know how that rolls. All right, so this is gonna, this would be the first match that we would see the former Sasha Banks appear in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Now, uh, she came out uh, wearing, uh, from what I understand, from what I heard from the announcers, and uh, the outfit looked familiar because it was a, a tribute to Hana Kimura. I believe, and uh, as most of you people know, uh, she was the woman that uh, she she had committed uh, she had committed suicide. I believe it was back in two thousand twenty one twenty, I believe, and uh, it was uh, definitely one of the saddest moments in the history of professional wrestling to see that one. Now, I I'm not uh, I'm not that much of a fan of her, but I've heard the name and everything. And when I found out that uh, she committed suicide, oh my god, that was. Mm, I cannot believe that. And it's, and it's sad. It's really sad when something like that takes place. And listen, all due respect to me, I don't know. I don't know exactly what... Um, I, I know some people are going to probably bring, bring up some stuff about wh how it happened and who did it and blah, blah, blah. But look, at this point, and I'll just say this because it's true. Look, listen, guys. It don't matter if you're in the wrestling business. It don't matter if you're working anywhere. You're going to have one of these people. We, I, we already had a friend, and I think we, we talked about this in the last episode, and I think, uh, I think it was on the 20th anniversary, where we talked about um, a friend of ours who had committed suicide, and I think he even said so on Facebook, and it was just a, a horrible, horrible way to, to do that and everything. Guys, my advice is please look out for your friends, and also, please make sure that they're okay at all costs. You know, you don't have to bug them 24-7. But just make sure that, number one, you let them know that you love them. All right? And number two, you know, if there's anything that they need, be there for them as much as you can. Because, you know, we cannot have these these people. And I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying these people to sound disrespectful. I'm saying we can't have our friends and our family do something that they're going to regret because who knows? I mean, we may not, we may not see them the next day. But anyways, let me get into this. Um, the match with Mercedes Monet 
and uh, Kyrie lasted about a, it was a very long match. Uh, it lasted about 26, 26 minutes and 47 seconds. And it was good for what it is. Now, the only thing that I said throughout this entire match is Mercedes is going to win. Mercedes is going to win and make history for, for, for this reason. She will be the only woman, the only woman out of the four horsewomen that will make just a little bit more history. Now, when I'm ta- what I'm talking about is this. You have the four horsewomen of Becky Lynch, Sasha Banks, Charlotte Flair, and Bailey. Now, out of those four, let's look at it from perspective here. Let's look at Bailey for a moment. Former SmackDown Women's Champion, former Raw Women's Champion. She's also a former Tag Team Champion. Now, she has not she has not won money. Well, I, actually, I'm sorry. Let me correct that. She did win Money in the Bank, but she did not win the Royal Rumble, although I did pick her to win it this year. Most of you guys know that. Most of you guys know that. That's one part. Another part, Becky Lynch, who is a former... Raw Women's Champion, former SmackDown Women's Champion. I think, well, she's on the verge of becoming Tag Team Champions very, very soon. So, you know, that could happen every way possible. She has never won Money in the Bank. She has won the Royal Rumble. She's headlined WrestleMania, so she's definitely one of the top women to go for. Charlotte Flair, former Women's Champion, Tag Team Champion, uh, let's see, both. Well, she's held every championship to think about. Uh, NXT Women's Championship, Divas Championship, uh, SmackDown Women's Champion, Raw Women's Champion, winner of the 2020 Royal Rumble, I believe. And uh, let's see, I she's never won money in the bank, has she? No. Uh, definitely one of the most successful and definitely one of the most powerful women in the history of WWE. Now look, listen, you can hate Charlotte Flair for everything that she's become, all right? But look, make no mistake about it, she is one of the best, she is one of the most talented, and there are often times where a lot of people really don't want to see her as champion again, but at this point, we need to see her as champion for right now, that is until WrestleMania, but we'll discuss that a little bit more later on. Now, Charlotte is held on to, now, Sasha Banks. Let's look at the credentials there. Now, Sasha Banks, a former NXT Women's Champion, okay, a former Raw Women's Champion, a former SmackDown Women's Champion, a former Tag Team Champion. Uh, She has, uh, I don't think she's in the level of a Charlotte Flair, but if there's one thing Charlotte will never be, one thing that Charlotte will never be is, or, or Charlotte... Or, or Becky, or any of them, is the IWGP Women's World Champion. She will be the first horsewoman to hold on to that prestigious championship in many ways possible. But that is if she wins. And I pretty much spoiled the idea and everything else like that. So throughout the entire match, uh, Mercedes Monet, I wasn't sure if she was going to win. I really wasn't sure because I thought... You know, if New Japan Pro Wrestling is smart, they will allow her to become the IWGP Women's Champion to not only get more eyes on the product. And let's face it, we've got we've already got a lot of wrestling fans that are already watching New Japan Pro Wrestling and everything else like that. So, 
you know, <clears throat> any more extra eyes would it wouldn't hurt. It wouldn't hurt at all. So, Mercedes Monet. Now go ahead and spoil it. Uh, Mercedes Monet did defeat Kyrie and became the new. I believe she's the second woman to hold on to the IWGP Women's Championship. So now, and let's call it like we see it. The IWGP Women's Championship is now more prestigious than any championship out there because of the two women involved. Now, I know some people are going to say, oh, well, is it more prestigious than Raw or the AEW Women's? Well, well, you know what? At least the IWGP Championship actually has women that knows how to wrestle and become the AEW, World, the AEW Women's World Champion. I'm, I'm glad that Jamie Hayter is a champion, and I am. Dr. Rick Baker, DMD, was a champion also. Uh, Thunder Rosa, who never really lost a title in the first place, you know, she she's been the champion. Tony Storm was the champion, um, you know, but she was an interim. But you know what I'm talking about. The point that I'm making is that this championship right now is very prestigious because of the two women involved. Kyrie, who was also a former tag team champion, NXT Women's Champion, now well was formerly the IWGP Women's Champion. Now Mercedes Monet, Sasha Banks, is now the new. IWGP Women's World Champion and she's going to take that title into places it's never been to before. Money, there's going to be a lot of money involved and everything else like that and it should be great to check out in the next couple of weeks. Uh, we've got um, and just to talk about this a little bit we know that the Forbidden Door event is going to be happening very, very soon between AEW and WWE and uh, AEW and New Japan Pro Wrestling. I'm sorry. What are the chances that we will see Mercedes Monet take on Jamie Hayter for the AEW Women's World Champion? That could be interesting right, right there, if you know what I mean. <laughs> okay, so congratulations to Mercedes Monet for making history the new IWGP Women's World Champion. Okay, the 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 main event was um, now. Uh, it, it, I I I I'll just pronounce it how it is right now. Okada taking on Tanahashi. This was a pretty good match. Um, I am. I'm not the biggest Okada fan, but I I really like his style. I really like who he is and everything. For some odd reason, I feel like calling him Chun Tao. I know some people are wondering, what do you mean by Chun Tao? Have you, you ever seen the movie Rush Hour? And you know that one person that um, that Chris was trying to get his hands on, uh, Chun Tao? That's who he reminds me of. If Chun, Tao, if Chun Tao had hair, I swear to God, that's exactly who it would look like. He looks like Chun Tao, okay? I think Okada could beat his ass, but anyways. <laughs> but anyways, um, Okada defeated Tanahashi to retain the IWGP World's Heavyweight Championship. And it will be interesting. And I don't think it will happen yet. And I, God, I hope it doesn't happen. I, I, mentioned, uh, I mentioned the Forbidden Door event. And I mentioned Mercedes Monet taking on Jamie Hayter. How about this for a match? Okada versus MJF. Champion versus champion. And we're not putting titles on the line. We're just seeing how this rolls. And I don't want to see that match personally, but you know every wrestling fan is going to be 
eyeballing this one real quickly, if you know what I mean. So <laughs> we'll see how it rolls. Now, at the end of the night, um, Okada was thanking the fans and everything else like that. And then an appearance by new by the new IWGP Women's World Champion, Sasha Banks. Sasha in the same ring with Okada, which is uh, fantastic. It was great to look at that. And who knows? There, I also heard something about a mixed tag match. So who knows? We could see uh, a mixed tag match between the two to take place at Forbidden Door. A lot of stuff going down. So we shall see how all this rolls and much, much more. Uh, Battle in the Valley was last weekend. And ho- hopefully you guys had an opportunity to check out that event and everything. If you want to check it out, check out the Encore presentation of Battle in the Valley from New Japan Pro Wrestling. And uh, we know that they're going to be having an event in Los Angeles. It's going to be the multiverse where New Japan Pro Wrestling is going to be teaming up with Impact Wrestling. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that uh, after I give you the results of the <clears throat> of the event that took place on Impact Wrestling's No Surrender. Now, uh, I'm... Well, the main event... And I'll go ahead and get this out of the way right now so that way we can move on to the next thing we got to do. Now, earlier today, uh, earlier about a couple of, well, not earlier today, but about a couple of days ago, uh, I was supposed to have gone ahead and given you the report of Impact Wrestling's No Surrender. I couldn't do it, and I didn't think about it until I, I noticed that No Surrender was coming very, very soon. And it happened just last night, which the main event did get an opportunity to check it out. Now, the first thing we're going to do right now is... We're already done with the battle in the valley and everything else like that. Now we're going to go ahead and talk about Impact Wrestling's No Surrender. So let me go ahead and go to my recordings uh, from a couple of days ago talking about No Surrender. And then after No Surrender, uh, well, after the music anyway, we'll go ahead and talk about the results that happened at No Surrender. And then we'll also talk about what we just talked about earlier, the collaboration that will take place in Los Angeles between New Japan Pro Wrestling and Impact Wrestling, they're going to be having some great event. So let's get into the recordings. And then after that, we'll get into the music. And then I will give you the results of Impact Wrestling's No Surrender from last night. Okay, so I must uh, extend my apologies at this time for not presenting this last week. Okay, so we were talking about Elimination Chamber last week. We were talking about several other events that took place last week. The one thing that we did left out was the fact that uh, Impact Wrestling was having an event. Now, this event is going to take place. It's going to happen on the 24th, which is uh, strictly... Well, if you're listening to this episode right now, it's the 25th. But uh, this this uh, event is actually happening on the 24th on Friday. So I may or may not see this event depending but i'd like to go ahead and uh, get some of the matches out of the way so that way we can go ahead and move on to what we got to talk about later on now here's the thing there's about nine matches that are going to happen uh sub uh card subject to change guys so be ready for that okay so we got a singles match diana perrazzo taking on glissel shaw i remember her with uh, Jay Vidal. Jay Vidal. Don't know who that is. Jonathan Gresham going one-on-one against Mike Bailey. Speedball Mike Bailey, I believe that's his name. Singles match for the Knockouts World Championship. Uh, Mickey James taking on Masha Slamovich. 
singles match for the Impact Wrestling World Championship. Josh Alexander going one-on-one against Rich Swan. Uh, let's see. Four-way match to determine number one contender to the Impact World Championship. Brian Myers, Heath, PCO, and Steve McAllen. Should be interesting there. Six-man tag team matchup. Time Machine. Alexander. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Alex Shelley, Chris Sabin, and Kushida will be taking on members of the Bullet Club. Ace Austin, Chris Bay, and Kenta. That's a six-man match to take place. Uh, let's see. Tag team match for the Impact Knockouts World Tag Team Championship. The Death Dolls of Jessica and Ty Valkyrie with Rosemary taking on the team known as, well, they were former NWA World Women's World Tag Team Champions, and now they are here in Impact Wrestling. The Hex, Allison Kay and Marty Bell. All I can say is we're going to have new Impact World Tag Team Champions, and I can almost guarantee that. Almost, okay? Also, uh, singles matchup, Frankie Kazarian going one-on-one against Khan. Is that right? K-O-N with uh, Diener, Angels, and Callahan. Hmm. K-O-N. That's, that's pretty interesting there. And also, let's see, dot combat match. For the Impact Digital Media uh, Digital Media Championship, the champion Joe Hendry, say his name and he appears. I believe in Joe Hendry. And he's going to take on Moose. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I just had to go ahead and throw that in there. So that's all. Now, as I'm, as I'm playing this for you right now, Impact Wrestling's No Surrender had just taken place right now, and the main event will probably give you those results at the end of this show. So uh, these are the matches that that were. I was supposed to have mentioned this last week, but I never had an opportunity, but I'm mentioning it right here. But uh, if you guys want to check out Impact No Surrender, check out the uh, either order the pay-per-view now or check out the Encore presentation as it happens. It's Impact Wrestling's No Surrender live only on pay-per-view. Check it out on Impact Plus as well.
If you guys have any questions in regard to this show, all you got to do is go over to my email address at the main event 1977 at gmail.com. That's the main event 1977 at gmail.com. Listen for your question right here on the main event talk podcast, and it could be any question that you want, whether it's anything about what's going on in the world of professional wrestling to anything new in music or anything about possibly politics, even though I really don't get into politics that much anyway, or anything about current events or anything about the Transformers or any kind of new metal music that you like to talk about or anything in particular, even if it's a bit personal. The main event would love to go ahead and put that email out for everyone to listen to. So once again, my email address is the main event. 1977 at gmail.com. That's the main event. 1977 at gmail.com. And listen for that question right here on the main event talk podcast. Okay, so we talked about the matches that took place over in Impact Wrestling's No Surrender. Now, that took place just a couple of days ago, and No Surrender took place last night. Now that we're on the 25th, now we'll go ahead and talk about the No Surrender pay-per-view. I will give you the results right here. Now, the main event, just to give you an idea, did get a chance to not only watch No Surrender, I had also an opportunity to check out uh, SmackDown as well, which we'll leave that, we'll leave that part out another time. And, and it's, not that, it's not like it's not important. It's just the fact that we got to get this part out of the way and everything else like that. So... Here are the results. So, the countdown show took place on YouTube, so hopefully you guys had a chance to look at it. Uh, Gristle Shaw defeated Deanna Peraza. I was surprised about that. I was like, oh my God. I mean, we're talking about we're talking about Deanna Peraza. We're talking about the virtuoso here. And I had no idea she was a babyface. Holy fuck. Nice, not bad. Jonathan Gresham. The Octopus defeated Mike Bailey, Speedball Mike Bailey, via pinfall right here. And then we get into the entire No Surrender event. We start with Frankie Kazarian defeated Khan. Uh, Khan, who uh, actually I know who he is. Uh, I believe he's Victor Khan. He, He was one of the guys that came out in the tag team known as the Ascension, if you remember that tag team in the WWE and NXT a long time ago. So Frankie Kazarian won that matchup. Uh, Tag team matchup. This is a match I was pretty interested in uh, for the Impact Wrestling, um, for the Impact Knockouts World Tag Team Championships. The Death Dolls defeated the former NWA Women's World Tag Team Champions, 
The Hex of Allison Kay and Marty Bell. Now, by the way, speaking of Allison Kay, uh, I'm I was looking into some stuff and I found out that Allison Kay is going to be here in Corpus Christi. Now, uh, I will probably give you some details on it later on on this episode of the Maven Talk podcast because I believe Texas, the Texas Wrestling TWC, I, I, for, I forgot what the promotion is called, but uh, I think they're supposed to have a wrestling event over here in Corpus Christi, uh, and I know Allison Kay is going to be featured in that event, so it's going to be interesting to check her out in every way possible. I don't know if I'm going to go to the event or not, but I'm going to have to find out when. I think it's going to be on, fri- on a Friday or Saturday, somewhere in March. So we'll have to look into that and everything else like that. So um, the next matchup, this one I definitely th- I know that my <clears throat> I know that my friend Homestar Runner will definitely like this matchup because this one is for the Impact Wrestling Digital Media Championship. The champion Joe Hendry say his name and he appears. I believe in Joe Hendry. I believe in Joe Hendry. Sorry, I had to get that out of the way. Now, <laughs> Joe Hendry defeated Moose, and oh wow, this was um, this was unusual. It was a it was a good match, but it was unusual. You know why? You know those what is that? Um, okay, it's one of those, and I saw this during the match where Joe Hendry had a. Uh, he had one of those little things. Uh, it's a video game, a v- virtual video game that you put on your, like, kind of like you're wearing sunglasses, but they're a little bit bigger. And, like, you're seeing, like, I don't know what happened exactly, but he put him on Moose, right? He put him on Moose. And Moose was getting up, and he was wondering where the hell he was at. And he thought, because he was wrestling Joe Hendry, right? And then all of a sudden... He's watching something with these with this virtual shit, right? Like a video game. And apparently he was like all like getting his freak on, like, what the hell is this? And then in the background, he doesn't know this, but Joe Hendry goes ahead and turns on the screen, right? And he's watching uh on the screen that you're looking at, it's apparently a bunch of hotties he's dancing with and everything else like that. And then <laughs> then oh god, this was fucked up. Where, you know, I just mentioned the song. Say his name and he appears like that. Okay, now he changes that song, right? But it's actually um, where instead of saying that that part, uh, say his name and he appears and uh, uh, something about uh, I used to be a football player or something like that. And and Moose stops for a moment like, what the fuck is this? And And he's just like confused and we we're seeing this in the background you know that that little titan tron that they have over in impact wrestling okay well we're seeing this and joe hendry is just right there controlling it while everybody's watching it he has no idea as soon as he took it off as soon as moose took it off he took it off the screen (laughs) not knowing what we already know okay so it was a crazy batch it was nuts to watch. But anyways, Joe Hendry defeated Moose to retain the Impact Digital Media Championship in a dot combat ma- a dot combat match. Well, ain't that interesting. Anyways, 
Uh, let's see. Steve Macklin defeated Brian Myers, PCO, and Heath via pinfall. So he is now the number one contender to go after the Impact Wrestling World Championship. And we'll talk about that in just a moment. Uh, Six-man tag team matchup, the Bullet Club of Ace Austin, Chris Bay, and Kenta, who we just mentioned earlier on the show, uh, <clears throat> defeated the Time Machine of Josh Alex, of Alex Shelley, Chris Sabin, and Kushida. Mickey James retained her Impact Knockouts World Championship, defeating Masha Slamovich, an incredible match. And speaking of an incredible match, Josh Alexander, the Impact Wrestling World Champion, defeated the former Impact Wrestling World Champion, Rich Swan. An incredible matchup. Uh, the match, uh, boy, uh, the women's championship was about almost 13 minutes, while the world championship lasted about 25 minutes and 13 seconds. So those are the results right there for No Surrender. Now, I mentioned earlier about, and I want to go ahead and get this out of the way right now. Uh, let me see if we can look into this real quick. Um, New Japan Pro Wrestling has uh, has teamed up with, uh, let's see, uh, trying to get this typed in, multiverse, where, where the fuck is it? There we go, all right. Okay, the multiverse, uh, okay, this doesn't exactly give me what I'm looking for, but, uh, let me see if I can put in this. Uh, <laughs> sorry. I'm trying to uh, get this part out of the way here so that way we can talk about the subject here. So New Japan Pro Wrestling. New Japan Pro Wrestling. I'm sorry. What the hell? I had it. What the hell? I had it in the right angle. I don't want to know about the New Jersey Devils. Who the fuck are they? <laughs> I'm sorry. My apologies. Okay, so it might show me what I'm looking for. Impact Wrestling. Here we go. All right. Okay, it's called the Multi-Universe United. Okay, now that is the event. Now, this is going to be on the weekend in WrestleMania. Now, the good thing about this event. Now, this is going to be one of many, many events that are going to be happening on the weekend of WrestleMania. Now, as you guys know, WrestleMania is going to take place over in Los Angeles, right? Uh, it's going to, this is going to take place in Los Angeles as well. I'm not sure what arena it will be, but uh, let me see if I can look into this real, real quick so that way we'll know exactly where all this will take place. And this is going to be incredible because now um, we know that WrestleMania is going to be on April 1st and April 2nd. Now, uh, March 30th, which is on a Friday, is going to be, let's see, the weekend of the Hall of Fame induction ceremony. I believe the Ring of Honor Supercard will happen, which, by the way, uh, I have not decided yet, and I, I think I want to do this. Uh, we know that the Honor Club is um, back up and everything. And I know that a lot of people are going to be purchasing the Honor Club to check out the Supercard that's going to happen on the weekend of WrestleMania. 
So I am thinking about it, but I think I definitely want to get my hands on the... Um, Definitely want to get my hands on Honor Club if I'm going to check out uh, the Supercard. Now, I, now, not that I don't know how to get it, because trust me, I'll be able to see it. But the problem is, is that when you have to watch SmackDown on one side and AEW on the other, and then you got you got all this, like, my God, what the fuck are we going to do? Don't worry, we'll figure something out, all right? We'll put, the, we'll put it out in the front yard, okay? Just remember, the front door is to the left. <laughs> Who knows? I may be able to pull it off. But anyways, <clears throat> these are the matches. Let's see. Uh, Impact Wrestling and New Japan Pro Wrestling, Multiverse United, Only the Strong Survive. And now, so far, here are the matches that have already been, uh, that are already going to be plagued out. Uh, it's going to take place, It's let's see what it's going to take place at. Uh, promotion, Impact Wrestling, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, the date is March 30th. Wait a minute. Oh, wait, wait. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, my apologies. Um, April 1st is Saturday. April 2nd is Sunday. Friday is March 31st. Okay, so I got that part right. Um, March 30th is on a Thursday, so we'll be able to check it out. City is in Los Angeles, California. The venue will be the Globe Theater. Only the Strong Survive is the title. And these are the matches that have already been announced. And this is going to be incredible. Check out. So, um, it's going to be for the Impact Wrestling World Championship. Josh Alexander, who retained his championship, will be defending his championship against... Kushida, okay? This is another matchup I can't wait to check out. Will Ospreay taking on Mike Bailey, the speedball. That's going to be incredible right there. And the third match, Moose, who just had a match last night uh, that went up against Joe Hendry, will now have a match against Jeff Cobb, representing New Japan Pro Wrestling. So, wow. And so far, these are the three matches that have already been announced, and no doubt more matches to come for both Impact Wrestling and New Japan Pro Wrestling. And I got to tell you, WrestleMania weekend is looking pretty good right now. And if this happens, let's see, if this happens on Thursday, this will be sort of the appetizer, if we will, if you will. And also, the main event has not uh, has not planned this out yet, but we know that WrestleMania weekend is going to happen, and I'm thinking. We need to do a three-part, maybe a four-part one. Uh, and, and just to kind of give you guys an idea about exactly how uh, this is going to work out. So let's say, let's say we have a four-part WrestleMania weekend on this episode of the Maven Tom Podcast. First weekend of WrestleMania, we'll talk about not just uh, this matchup right here, uh, this event right here, but we'll also talk about several others. Uh, we'll talk about the Hall of Fame induction ceremony. We'll talk about the um, uh, about the matches that will be scheduled for WrestleMania and all everything else like that. Now, that's just going to be for that. And then we talk about WrestleMania, uh, WrestleMania weekend number two, and that will consist of NXT, and it will also consist of WrestleMania night one, right? 
and then we oh and we'll also add the supercard to it as well you know <clears throat> just to make it a little bit more interesting <coughs> okay sorry uh now the third week of wrestlemania or, or the third episode of wrestlemania will consist of the third and final day and also the results of of the you know of the nxt stand and deliver the NXT stand and deliver, and also the results of, um, well, actually, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm going ahead of myself here. Uh, instead of giving you the results, because I'd rather give you all the results the following week after that. So, I think WrestleMania weekend will consist of the multiverse that we just talked about right here, along with the Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Uh, that's it. That's it. That's it. I got it. So, WrestleMania weekend. We'll talk a little bit about WrestleMania. We'll add the matches to it. We'll talk about Impact Wrestling. We'll talk about um, New Japan Pro Wrestling as well on this one. And we'll also talk about the Supercard and everything else like that and get it ready for the next one. That's the first week of WrestleMania. The second week, we'll talk about the results. Uh, the NXT Stand and Deliver. Night 1 of WrestleMania. And then the following one, the third, will be night two, uh, which we will give you all of those matches and everything else like that. Now, the fourth one, the last one's going to be an interesting one because I have had a lot of time to think about this. We had a bonus, right? We had a WrestleMania bonus that featured the match between Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. Now, while all the cynics want to go ahead and talk bad about the matches, look, let me tell you something. I'm going to give you the full history. I'm not going to give you some lame ass, oh, well, this happened, this happened, this happened, this happened. Oh, wait a minute. What about this? And what about this? And what about this? And what about this? And what about this? No, I'm going to give it all to you. All right. Now, for this year, for the WrestleMania bonus, since WrestleMania is going Hollywood, the main event has decided that we're gonna go Hollywood for the very first time. And I'm not talking about this Hollywood, I'm talking about WrestleMania Goes Hollywood from back in 2005, WrestleMania 21. We're gonna relive everything that took place at WrestleMania 21. Everything from the match between Triple H and Batista for the World Heavyweight title, John Cena going one-on-one -on -one against John Bradshaw Layfield, and the first Hall of Fame induction ceremony featuring the immortal Hulk Hogan. There's going to be a lot of great matches to talk about and my thoughts on WrestleMania Goes Hollywood and everything. You'll love how this WrestleMania is in every way possible. This will be the main event's personal WrestleMania bonus to you and to everyone else. So that's going to be what's going to happen on WrestleMania weekend. It will be a four-part, yes, a four-part WrestleMania weekend, which the main event is going to be looking forward to checking out. Not just WrestleMania, but we're going to talk about the multiverse featuring New Japan and Impact Wrestling. Supercard from Ring of Honor. Uh, let's see. Obviously, Rampage is going to have something. And SmackDown, the Hall of Fame induct ceremony, NXT TakeOver, and the whole nine yards. It's going to be epic as fucking shit. Cannot wait to talk about it. Now, uh, let's see. I believe we're done with this for right now. Uh, let's, get it, let's get into a little bit of music right now. And then we'll go ahead and... Um, We'll get into the next thing we need to talk about, okay? Season. 
name and he appears I believe in Joe Hendry I believe in Joe Hendry Cause we love in London and Paris and Tokyo America, Scotland and Canada and Mexico They say I believe in Joe Hendry Joe Hendry Sammy Zane came out and he got a big long ovation and they sang a song and they did the whole nine yards and then he said you know I just want to thank everybody I'm very grateful for everything that happened the reaction means a lot to me and he says you know my story is not over we are entering the final chapter but the final chapter is not just about me I want to call out Kevin Owens so he calls Kevin Owens down to the ring Owens comes out and he gets in the ring and He's just looking at Sammy, and Sammy does this promo about how I want to say thank you, I want to say I'm sorry, but I know that we're beyond words right now, and I know how much they put you through, and you know, you couldn't beat Roman Reigns, and I tried, and I couldn't beat Roman Reigns, and you know what? We couldn't do it separately, but I think that we could do it together. And the crowd does this big yes chant, and then Kevin Owens says, you know what? I don't need an apology. I don't need gratitude. I didn't come out and attack the bloodline for you. I did it for myself. I did it for my family. He says, my family was in the front row, and uh, you know they weren't there at the Royal Rumble when the bloodline was absolutely beating the hell out of me, and you were standing there and watching. He says, I did this for my family, and you know what? I also did this for your family so that your family wouldn't have to sit there and watch as you got beaten up here at this pay-per-view. And he says, if you want some help against the bloodline, well, you should go ask your brother, Jay. And the fans boo, and he walks out of the ring, and Sami Zayn's standing there looking so sad. And so they do a quick rundown of what's coming, and they cut back, and Sami's about to, uh, you know, wave goodbye as he's leaving. And also he gets blindsided by Baron Corbin. So they go to commercial. Real quick, real quick. So, so um, I really like this. Because, um, you know, obviously the key things uh, that, that are, you know, the Kevin Owens thing, it, it, you know, you don't need to be giving it away right away. I like, you know, the longer you do this, the more, you know, the better story it tells. So, you know, you, um, you know, it'd been very easy for them to go in there and have Kevin Owens accept and, and start building, you know, that match. But we got six weeks, so um, we don't need, I think that, I think three weeks out, we need the match pretty much done. But uh, we have three weeks of storytelling that you can do and begin, you know, situations on different shows where they end up for whatever reason. I mean, that, what they should do, I mean, as far as like saving each other and things like that or 
or one helps the other or whatever, you know, to, to where they end up together, even though Kevin has said that he doesn't want to end up together. So that's kind of like the, just the situation the way it should be. But uh, they did nothing on the rest of the show uh, in that direction. Well, when they came back from the break, and actually during the break, they had picture-in-picture picture of, of Corbin just beating Sami Zayn all over. So they come back from the break, and Corbin's got the mic, and he essentially says, You, Sammy, are an embarrassment. You lost in front of your friends and your family. And, uh, of course, Sammy's all pissed off, and Corbin says he's a failure. The story is over. He's let down everybody. Everybody in all of Canada he's let down. So Adam Pierce looks up, and he looks at Sammy, and he shrugs and he says go get him so sammy hits the ring they ring the bell they get nine minutes and uh sammy ends up obviously getting the win with the big kick out of the corner and uh you know him running to the ring got a huge pop and him hitting the kick in the corner got a huge pop and getting the pin got a huge pop this match did not have great heat it was uh, like this for a lot of the matches on the show, actually. Well, it was they, the same thing. They want to see the guys. They want to see the entrances. They want to see the finish. But they don't necessarily want to sit there through all that wrestling. And uh, that's what happened here. They watched the well, match, and then they popped big when they got the finish. Well, the, the, the other thing, too, is is that, um, you know, for for um, their their mentality, obviously, watching the way this match was laid out, is that Sammy is best served being the underdog and they have this underdog mentality so therefore he's got to get beat up for a lot of time and um you know and then comes back to win that's their sammy story and I, if that's is that the right story right now when sammy is up here and baron corbin is down here um i don't know i was um you know i mean they wanted to fill nine minutes you know and and uh if you're going to do a long Corbin match, obviously you got to sell a lot, you know, for the, you know, the heels got to get his heat and everything, which didn't get any heat, but, you know, or got minimal heat, I'd say. So it's just, it's just interesting that a guy who is so much of a top guy, and there's nothing wrong with it. I just thought it was very interesting watching the mentality that, that, you know, again, that they believe that he has to sell and sell and sell and sell and sell, and that's what's going to get him over and not be strong like um, another guy, you know, who would be, well, Cody Rhodes last week, right? Didn't he destroy Baron Corbin? Yeah, he pretty much destroyed Corbin. So so it's, it tells you the difference between the perception of those two guys. And it's not like, well, you know, Sammy's so much smaller. Cody's so much smaller, too. Cody went in there and, like, he sold a little bit, but basically Cody destroyed the guy. I mean, it was just basically, this was, this is, showcase for cody he's a big star corbin is the guy who's in there with him to you know make him look like a big star okay and in this case corbin was in there because the idea is, is that sammy must get beat up a lot to get over and i don't know that that's necessarily correct but i'm just i just that was just what i noticed was the the difference between those two matches and the difference in the perception of the two guys in the sense that their belief is that you know that he's the underdog, so therefore he cannot look strong and just go in there and and run through him like he's a mad dude. You know, waiting to get to the top. You know, you know, face the top guys, and he's running through these big guys because he's just, um, you know, he's just a top guy. You know, it's like he's, um, you know, he is in their minds still what he was. Um, he's the plucky underdog babyface, and that's his role.
Hey guys, I am here with the president and CEO of All Elite Wrestling, Tony Khan. Tony, I understand that you have a huge announcement to make here tonight on Dynamite. What's going on? Well, there's a huge announcement, Renee, and it involves a lot of the big stars in AEW, a lot of the people backstage. And I thought this announcement would be best made by a major star in AEW, like the person standing right here. Thank you. Man that, of course, needs no introduction, Adam Cole. The floor is yours. What's going on? Yeah, yeah. So, Renee, remember when I told you last week how I was really excited about the idea of getting to tell more of my story? Uh, well, that day is upon us. Yeah, because in March, next month, there's going to be a weekly one-hour television series immediately after Dynamite right here on TBS. And that's going to be called AEW All Access. Uh, you are going to get an unfiltered look at AEW like you've never seen it before. Featuring people like yours truly, Adam Colbebe, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, and many more. And trust me when I tell you this is something you're not going to want to miss. Because, for example, I'm getting the chance to show a lot of my story. All the, all the challenges that I've gone through, all the ups and all the downs and, and everything in between. And, and I'm very excited at the idea of being able to share that journey with everybody at home. Um, I do have some more good news. Okay. Keep it rolling. So that same night, AEW All Access, the night that show debuts live on AEW Dynamite, I'm going to make my in-ring return to All Elite Wrestling. Now, for the past six months, Renee, I have gone through hell. I have gone through challenge after challenge, just imagining this day happening, and that day is oh so very close. And I am damn sure I'm going to be the best Adam Cole that I've ever been, and I hope that roster is more ready than ever. Uh, Renee, the, the month of March is going to be a special. Uh, we, we have the series premiere of AEW All Access, and Adam Cole, baby, is back. Okay, so AEW's Revolution is coming next week, guys. We're getting prepared for that one. It is going to be on Saturday or Sunday. I'm sorry. Sunday, March the 5th. Okay, so it's going to be on a Sunday, which means the main event will probably have that event in every way possible. Uh, it'll be on the same weekend as when the main event heads over to Richard's Billiards. So uh, Friday, Friday the 3rd. Friday the 3rd, March 3rd will be the date for everyone to remember. So that's what you need to know. Now, uh, 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 my apologies. This is what happens when you eat a good Subway sandwich. Okay, now, let's get into this right here. Let's get into some of the matches that are going to take place over at Revolution. Now, so far, six matches have been announced. And no doubt there will probably be five more, if not six more. Because... It almost seems like AEW always has to have 25 matches, 655 matches in one fucking pay-per-view. Just keep it simple. Just keep it eight. Keep it nine. If you have to do 10 matches, that's fine. We're okay with it. Don't do 11. Don't do 12. Don't do 13. Don't do 14. Don't even do 15 matches. I know some people are going to tell me, well, WrestleMania did 15 matches. That's the difference. WrestleMania, okay? This is Wrestle-fucking-mania. Although, they're not going to really do that when you think about it. Think about this. Eight matches on one side and eight matches on the other. Or how about this? How about nine matches on one night and nine matches on the other? That could fucking work. But we'll talk about WrestleMania later on. 
as we can. Let's get into some of the matches here that so far have been a, uh, that are going to be a part of AEW's revolution. Maxwell Jacob Freeman, MJF, will go one-on-one -on -one against Brian Danielson in a 60-minute Ironman match for the AEW World Heavyweight Championship. Also, a fatal four-way tag team match for the AEW World Tag Team Championship. Personally, to me, it should be a one-on-one. -on -one, uh, it should be Imano Imano between the Acclaim and the Guns because it's the right thing to do and... Fans will actually want to buy a ticket to see the Acclaim become tag team champions. But since Tony Khan wants to go ahead and book his shit the wrong way, it's going to be a four-way match instead. So it's going to consist of the Guns. The Guns. Austin Gunn and Colton Gunn taking on the Acclaim of Anthony Bowens and Maxwell. Uh, Max Caster with Billy Gunn in the corner. And Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett, who just qualified to be in there. And one more team to be announced, and we will find that out next week on the Main Event Talk Podcast, because there's going to be a casino battle royale to determine who will be the next team to be a part of this fatal four-way matchup. Texas Deathmatch, John Moxley going one-on-one -on -one against Hangman Adam Page. And in this case, it's Hector Juarez from Night Party, a trip to Deftones, taking on Tyler Fletcher from the Southern Revival in a Texas Deathmatch. Which one of these guys are going to win? We'll find out. <laughs> and anyways, this matchup was just announced here. Let's see. Uh, Chris Jericho going one-on-one -on -one against Ricky Starks. And, uh, oh, by the way, um singles match it says here the jericho appreciation society are banned from ringside so that's pretty interesting right there in that in that pretty scenario uh singles match for the aew television or tnt championship samoa joe going one-on-one -on -one against ward ward low so that's gonna happen and also and this was just announced also a triple threat a triple threat match for the AEW Women's World Championship. It's going to be Jamie Hayter going one I win. Uh, uh, going, uh, I'm sorry. Jamie Hayter, Soraya, and Ruby Soho. This should be interesting right here. So, so far, six matches have been announced for AEW's Revolution. And no doubt in the next, uh, the next up, up and coming weeks, we'll probably have more matches for AEW Revolution as they come along and as it ha and as it happens the main event talk will be giving you the updates on everything that goes on and AEW's revolution to take place live Sunday March 6th only oh March 5th I'm sorry March 5th only on pay-per-view should be a tremendous checkout and like I said we'll be talking more about the matches that will happen and everything else like that we'll be right back Thank you. 
What's going on, everybody? Furman Taurus here from the Main Event Talk Podcast. And I just wanted to go ahead and tell everyone at Rich's Billiards, thank you. Thank you very much for 20 years of being a part of that bar. And here is to 20 more years of being a part of Rich's Billiards. For the past 20 years, Rich's Billiards was one of the best bars going today. And it still is happening today. Back in the day, it used to be called Theo's a long time ago. Now is Rich's Billiards, and it's still the same place that you know and love quite well. So if you've got nothing to do on any particular day that you're doing right now, why don't you head over to Rich's Billiards and come hang with a couple of friends. Go over and shoot some pool, drink some beer, take some shots, have yourself a good time. Be a part of history in every way that you can. The main event has been a part of Rich's Billiards for the past 20 years, and I plan on continuing to still do the same things that I've been doing for the past 20 years, and this place never, ever gets boring. So, if you guys got nothing to do, head over to Rich's Billiards and check out some of their big events, including Emo Night. They always have a special every single month, and they do it in spectacular fashion, and I promise you, you will not be disappointed. And if you are a sports fan, if you want to check out the NFL, if you want to check out NBA, if you want to check out wrestling, you want to check out the UFC or boxing, Rich's Billiards is the headquarters of UFC, boxing, and all sorts of sports and entertainment in any way possible. For the past 20 years, the main event has had his fun, and the main event has always run the show in every way possible, and you guys can run the show with me. I just want to say thank you to Richard's Billiards for 20 years, and we will continue that tradition every single time. Richard's Billiards, 5815 Weber, not your average heroes, the legend continues, and it is also now the bar among bars. And the billiards among billiards. I am the main event player. I approve this message. Let me ask you a few things about the main event and the finish of the main event. Because it's been somewhat controversial online. Various fans with various things. Is there a f- plane going by? I guess so. Or a spy balloon. I'm not sure. But did you piss off the Chinese again? Quite about that. Any issue. At all. Any issue. With Sammy not going over in Montreal, considering that crowd and everything. Oh, good God, no. Because a lot of people, I mean, again, it's online and it's wrestling fans, but we're talking about reactions to things. A lot of people lost their over the fact that Sammy has not won this, didn't win the title and didn't win in Montreal. If they ever thought he was going to, then they don't know how the business works and they're insane to begin with. Uh, They weren't going to, no. In some other situation, I'm not saying they wouldn't have. They put the belt on Kofi Kingston, for fuck's sake, at one point. But no, not when they had the most dominant heel of modern times champion that has been a champion for the past three years or whatever the fuck it's been and is heading toward a showdown with the guy that they have handpicked to be the big star of the entire company, not just the shows in Montreal, Cody Rhodes. Roman Reigns was not going to do a... He, he wasn't going to have dinner before dinner. He wasn't going to do a job before he does job. And, again, if this was the territory days, if this had been Lawler in Memphis or Dusty in Tampa or Vern in Minneapolis or whatever the case, and Montreal was the biggest city or one of the biggest cities in the territory... And you had a guy that got over like that and got that reaction. Then you make the moment. 
And then you put the belt on the guy in the in his hometown in the big crowd when that's one of the four or five cities you run. But they're talking about the entire world. And as much as everybody does like Sammy, fans, he's over with all the fans everywhere from Maine to Spain on a choo-choo train. But he doesn't get the same reaction in every other town he gets in Montreal, obviously. And they weren't going to screw up well over a year of planning and preparation to install the guy they want to be the top babyface for the entire world because Sammy got over in this way and has an especially hot crowd in his hometown. So that would have been a great moment in Montreal and a great memory in Montreal. And it would have screwed up the plans they have going forward for months for the entire rest of the fucking world. Does that make any sense now? There are people who think that WWE should have changed plans, called an audible, whatever it is. In recognition, I guess, for how over and how special a moment it is right now for Sammy in Montreal. Well, those people would be idiots and I don't want them in charge of my fucking investment accounts. Did you think they were going to do a dusty finish when the first referee went down and the second one came in? No, I. by the dusty finish, you mean somehow Sammy wins and then it's nullified. Correct. The people well, get no. the big pop and a big celebration, and then a few minutes later they get deflated with the news. No, because that would still re- have required Sammy Zayn to pin Roman Reigns for any type of referee, one on duty, off duty, part-time, whatever the case, to count three, and that wasn't ever going to happen. That can't happen. Sammy can lay on top of him all day long with no referee counting, which is what they did and what they got. But nobody will count Roman Reigns' shoulders to the mat before WrestleMania. I don't I don't know how many different ways I can say this to people. That's what they want to do for the benefit of the entire company and in front of the entire world going forward with the plans they have. And they're correct in those plans. And yes, they would have loved it if Sammy'd won the belt in Montreal and the people watching at home would have got a kick out of it too. But then, where do you go from there? If you beat him right back, then the people just go, eh. And then Roman drops it to Sammy's already dropped it or drops it to Cody's already dropped it to Sammy. So either Cody would have to beat Sammy or Sammy would have to hold it for a fucking year. And do you honestly, does anybody think that Sami Zayn needs to be the WWF champion for a fucking year? No. So, do you uh, think the idea of Sami and Kevin Owens versus the Usos at WrestleMania, do you think they can get there with an intriguing story as they continue things? And what do you think about the idea that all members of the bloodline could lose their belts on the same night? Or part of the same... Two nights, I guess. Well, in in the same weekend or part of the same group of festivities. That does sound like, but at the same time, I don't know whether I wouldn't even be happy with, and and Cody reuniting the former friends and, you know, and, and getting them to shake hands. That's a great idea that you just mentioned. Could it be Jimmy and Solo against Kevin and Sammy because we might still not know what Jay is going to do or not do and it doesn't have to be for the title because it's goddamn personal issue 
any disappointment at all in the way they use Jey Uso here and the way things are still up in the air with him? Well, him disappearing after, why did he jump in the ring if he wasn't going to do anything to anybody? What was his intent? And why did he, why did he get his mind changed? I mean, he got speared, but then he's gone forever. So I, I don't know. I like the involvement and that we didn't know what he was going to do, but then when he didn't actually do anything, I'm not sure that, and then you never saw him again. I, that was kind of a lazy way out now that you put a spotlight on it. Well, that was WWE Elimination Chamber. Okay, guys, welcome back to this episode of the Main Event Talk Podcast. Now, here we are. We're getting closer and closer and closer and closer to WrestleMania. WrestleMania that will take place live Saturday, April 1st and Sunday, April 2nd over in SoFly Stadium, Los Angeles, California. Live on Peacock. Hope you guys get an opportunity to check out the pay-per-view. While you can, it should be a ripping, a smashing good time. WrestleMania has always been one of the greatest spectacles in the history of professional wrestling and in all of sports entertainment. Now, <laughs> let's get into the three matches that we now know are set for WrestleMania. Now, it is official. It is done unless something changes. Now, Roman Reigns will defend the undisputed WWE Universal Championship against the number one contender, the winner of the 2023 Royal Rumble, Cody Rhodes. That's going to happen in this scenario, and this story is going to be completely interesting here. Now, let's talk about this a little bit here. Um, Now, obviously, uh, we have not heard my results about... What could happen if Sami Zayn were to win? Now, obviously, we know the answer to that if you saw the saw the elimination chamber, but I've not, but I've not gotten around to talking about that. So I'll tell you what, we're gonna leave it for what it is right now. So Roman Reigns is taking on Cody Rhodes. That's gonna take place at WrestleMania, and obviously, we know that Sami Zayn did not win. But I am gonna give you some more into the whole thing involving Roman Reigns, involving Cody Rhodes, involving Sami Zayn, and to see where this story lies. And the big question that does remain is, does Sami Zayn deserve to be a part of this match at WrestleMania and make it a triple threat match? Um, a, A lot of questions, a lot of questions are coming into this whole deal involving Roman Reigns and Cody Rhodes and Sami Zayn. So we'll talk about that later on as we can. The next matchup, Charlotte Flair goes one-on-one against Rhea Ripley for the SmackDown Women's Championship. That's going to take place at WrestleMania. Uh, I believe they should have already had their face-to-face encounter already. So we're going to see how all this pans out at WrestleMania. It should be an epic matchup. Now, and the third and final match, and we talked about it at Elimination Chamber. We do have a number one contender, and she is the right person to win it. Asuka, who won the Elimination Chamber match is now moving on to WrestleMania and taking on Bianca Belair. This is going to be an epic match. Cannot wait to check it out at WrestleMania. Uh, Asuka was definitely the right person to win the match. Uh, I think there's going to be a little bit more to the story than meets the eye between Bianca Belair and Asuka. And no doubt there'll be other people that are wanting to get their hands on, you know, the WWE Raw Women's Championship. And no doubt people want to get their hands on getting an opportunity to go to WrestleMania. Now, there's a couple of things we need to talk about. Now, 
those are the three official matches that are going to take place at WrestleMania, but there's probably more than what we have bargained for. So let's look into some of the scenarios that we're getting to. Now, one match we, we talked about earlier, Brock Lesnar taking on Bobby Lashley at Elimination Chamber. My result was, if Bobby Lashley wins, or if Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar get disqualified, then we should get the rematch. Now, here's the thing and I'm hearing. Now, in hindsight, there should be one more match. In hindsight, it should happen at WrestleMania to make it more spectacular and more interesting and put it in a Hell in a Cell match, as I mentioned on my previous episodes. But now I'm hearing changes that are not looking good and it absolutely, positively, undescribably sucks. Now, I'm hoping these stories are not true, but I've been hearing it from the Wrestling Observer. I've heard it from several wrestling insights. Listen to what I found out. Okay, so I think I think it was this past Monday, Omos issued a challenge to Brock Lesnar to challenge Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. For, uh, you know, and um. M- Omos versus Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. This is not good. This is not good at all. Now, also, the other thing you have to keep in mind, Bobby Lashley won, right? And we talked about Bray Wyatt on the last episode, right? Sorry about that. I had something stuck on me, but anyway, it was... Never mind. But anyways, um, so Bobby Lashley wins his match, right? And Bray Wyatt wanted to challenge the winner of the match between Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley. Now, in hindsight, there are people that are saying that Bobby Lashley will take on Bray Wyatt. Am I hearing this correctly? Brock Lesnar against Omos at WrestleMania and Bobby Lashley to take on uh, to take on Bray Wyatt at WrestleMania. Now, automatically, automatically, this screams the words, Bobby's going to beat the shit out of Bray Wyatt and Brock Lesnar's going to beat the shit out of Omos at WrestleMania. This is not what we wanted, ladies and gentlemen. Listen, listen. Omos is not ready for WrestleMania. Omos is not ready for Brock Lesnar. Omos is not ready for fucking shit. All right? Let's get that out the window. Now, Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley will kill Bray Wyatt. I'm sorry. Listen, I don't care. I don't care about the whole Uncle Howdy bit and everything else like that. Listen, you have to remember something about Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley. Those are the two realest guys in professional wrestling and two of the realest individuals in WWE. You got Omos who's a giant, green as a pepper tree, as I've heard many many people say, and he can he has not wrestled in a while. I'm hoping for Omos to take on Braun Strowman at WrestleMania. That would make a whole lot of sense, wouldn't you? <coughs> but Bobby Lashley against Bro- Bobby Lashley against Brock Lesnar would be more better, and it would be more, much more better at Hell in a Cell, wouldn't it? Yes, it would. It would make it much, much better. It would be 
astounding if that were to happen. But for some odd reason, whatever is happening in the mind of WWE, whatever's happening in the mind of WWE right now, they feel that Brock Lesnar should take on Omos while Bray Wyatt should take on Bobby Lashley. I got an idea. Why don't we flip that around? Why don't we flip that around? Why don't we have the two MMA fighters, former MMA fighters, compete against each other in a steel cage match at WrestleMania and have Omos take on Bray Wyatt? That is that is WrestleMania material waiting to happen. Yes, that would work out. I'd like that a whole lot better than having Brock Lesnar take on Omos and have Bray Wyatt take on Bobby Lashley. There is no way in hell I'm going to go over that fucking shit. You're out of your damn mind. Now, we'll talk more about this next week when we can, if anything changes. Now, let's get into more. Uh, we know about we know about Edge. We know about Finn Balor. We know that those two had a match over at Elimination Chamber. Edge and Beth Phoenix won. And then all of a sudden, Finn Balor gets involved in the Austin Theory Edge match would cost Edge an opportunity at the United States Championship. So now it's going to lead to WrestleMania. And the word that I'm getting is they want to try and do, listen to this, ladies and gentlemen, they want to try and get Edge to take on Finn Balor at Hell in the Cell. First of all, I don't agree with that. I hate it. It's stupid. It's ridiculous. And it's way too predictable. And here's what's even worse. Oh, it's getting worse? Oh, yes, yes, it's about to get worse. They're going to have Edge as the brood character. They're going to they're gonna bring back the brood version of Edge, while Finn Balor will come out as the demon, and they will face off against each other at WrestleMania because it's the most spectacular show of the year. Really? Oh, come on, man. I mean, look. Edge versus Finn Balor in a no disqualification match. I don't have a problem with it. It works, all right? They had an I quit match, right? Why not go ahead and have some sort of a, a well steel cage match will be fine. Hell in the Cell, I don't know. I would reserve that for something else. I would rather reserve that for something else. But however it rolls, however it works, let's see what happens. The only thing that I'm hoping that will happen is if these two do compete against each other and it's another match other than Hell in the Cell. But if they do Hell in the Cell, then that then that pretty much I don't I don't say it I'm not gonna say it's gonna fuck things up. It will, but it kinda does it kinda doesn't fit because I just wanna see Edge and Finn Balor go at it against each other without having the demon persona in in, in Finn Balor. And the brood version of the... You know, because let's face it. Look, no more mystical bullshit. No more goo. No more no more none of this stuff. Just have these two men compete one-on-one with no magic tricks of any kind. No spooks of any kind. Nothing that you would see in a fucking horror movie, all right? Just let these two men fight. It don't matter if they have to use the demon persona or the or the brute persona. I'm, I understand they want to use it at WrestleMania. Well, it's Hollywood. Duh. Well, shit. Okay, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Since we're going Hollywood, we'll do it one time. All right? But I guarantee you, the fan, well, some fans will like it, but then there's some fans will hate it. You almost see that coming, you know? So that's a match that will take place at WrestleMania as well. 
Another matchup that I think may happen. I know that uh, I think Gunther, I think, was the one I talked earlier on the bump and was mentioning something about Brock Lesnar. Now, I would like to see Brock Lesnar and Gunther take on, take on each other soon. But I would like to see that happen at SummerSlam. I want that to take place at SummerSlam. I want that to be the end match. And I want to see that, how it goes, right? But as far as the Intercontinental Championship goes, I'd like to see... I'd like to see the rematch between Sheamus... Uh, between Sheamus and Gunther, you know... To get that out of the way. Now, if you want to make it more interesting, I mean, obviously, just make it no disqualification, no countout. Winner must become champion in either way possible at WrestleMania. Or even add Drew McIntyre in the mix. You know, these three these three were practically against each other over at WrestleMania. So this would be interesting to see two former Intercontinental Champions take on... No, I'm sorry. A former Intercontinental Champion, a current Intercontinental Champion, and one that has never been the Intercontinental Champion, which is Sheamus. Right? So this should be interesting to portray. Now, I'm not saying it's going to happen at WrestleMania. I'm saying this is what may happen down the road. We'll see. All right? Now, the obvious one. We talked about the Usos earlier. Or we talked about the uh, whole thing with Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Or uh, the whole thing with Sami Zayn and, um, I'm sorry, Roman Reigns. Now, they're going to try... And set things up between the Usos, Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn for the SmackDown, for the Raw and SmackDown, the undisputed tag team championships at WrestleMania. That's a matchup that I I hope it does happen. I hope it will take place. And I hope everything goes according to plan. You know? So... You know, so far, those are pretty much all the WrestleMania events that are going to happen. And no, Oh, and also, uh, and, and let me also mention this part because I know it's going to happen. We know that Monday Night Raw is coming up um, this coming Monday. And no doubt The Miz has something in store for us, especially when it comes to Hollywood and especially when it comes to WrestleMania. So I am a bit curious about where the fuck this is going to go. Okay, and I say that with all due respect because let's face it, when it comes to the Miz and WrestleMania, unfortunately, it is a match sort of made in heaven. And please ignore that in the background, please. Um, it's a match made in heaven, unfortunately, and it's something that we're all looking forward to checking out. We're going to see how all this rolls at WrestleMania now. Um, Logan Paul versus Seth Rollins could be a match that will take place at WrestleMania. I think we've talked about it. We'll see how we'll see how all this rolls. Now I understand that Jake Paul and and as this uh, as this episode's being recorded right now, we know that Seth Rollins is gonna try to have a match with Logan Paul, or Logan Paul's gonna try to have a match with Seth Rollins. Now the reason why I'm mentioning the Jake Paul boxing is because Jake Paul is supposed to be taking on Fury later on. I think it's supposed to happen I think it's supposed to happen in the afternoon because it takes place over in Saudi Arabia, right? That's where it's going to take place. So if we check it out, 
That means it's going to happen somewhere around maybe 12 or 1 o'clock in the afternoon. So it should be interesting there. Now, the reason why I'm mentioning it is because what happens if, say, Seth Rollins appears and not get involved in the boxing, but definitely get involved with Logan Paul during the proceedings? I mean, that could create some heat. That could create some attention. And you got someone from WWE interfering in a boxing match between two individuals that are not even involved in the boxing event. So, that could be interesting there. Now, it's not official. It's not official yet. But we shall see how all this rolls at WrestleMania. Logan Paul, Seth Rollins, that could happen at WrestleMania, and everything else. Now, I'm not sure what else is going to happen at WrestleMania, but in the next few weeks to come, right here in the Main Event Talk podcast, we will talk a lot about WrestleMania in the next few weeks, heading down to WrestleMania. As you know, WrestleMania is a two-night event, and it's going to take place live Saturday, April 1st, and Sunday, April 2nd, over at SoFly Stadium. It should be incredible. The main event cannot wait to check it out, and I hope you guys get an opportunity to check it out, too, as it happens live on Peacock or only on Pay-Per-View or PLE, however it works. WrestleMania to take place Saturday, April 1st, and Sunday, April 2nd. And don't forget about the Hall of Fame induction ceremony, which will also take place at uh, at WrestleMania weekend. And also NXT Stand and Deliver. That's also another event that is going to take place as well. We'll be talking about all those things in the next few weeks leading up to WrestleMania weekend. On this path to glory, we are on the road to
Okay, let's go ahead and start getting Revolution out of the way. Or, I'm sorry, not Revolution. Elimination Chamber that took place this past Saturday night. Uh, the main event is going to give you a, a little bit of a heads up right here. We are going to give you all of the results that took place from this past Saturday night. But we are going to leave the very last one for the conclusion of the Main Event Talk podcast. And I'm talking about the match between Roman Reigns versus Sami Zayn. Uh, and the whole thing that took place over in Montreal, Quebec, Canada. You know, it was a, a very crazy scene in every way possible. And I'm sure that you're going to be hearing a lot of, um, of different opinions as to who should have, in fact, win the WWE Undisputed WWE Universal Heavyweight Championship. So let's get into some of the matches now. There's five matches altogether, but we're only going to discuss the four that took place. So, Elimination Chamber match for the Raw Women's Championship at WrestleMania 39. The winner was the one we picked. It was Asuka. And she defeated Carmella, uh, Liv Morgan, Natalia, Nikki Cross, and Raquel Rodriguez. That took place there. This one was a bit of a letdown right here. Brock Lesnar was defeated by Bobby Lashley via disqualification. And uh, it was all because of one little scenario where Brock Lesnar was hit with the hurt lock again. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden things just went downhill from there. And I'm not sure exactly how they pinpoint this, but... Uh, um, I, I, mentioned, I mentioned on the prediction, we're either going to get a double disqualification or we're going to get Bobby Lashley to win. Now, Bobby Lashley did win, which I did predict. However, the circumstances were much different than what I thought. I really thought, I really wasn't expecting Brock Lesnar to do what he did, but he did. I mean, he went ahead and kicked him right nuts and then... All of a sudden, he just, uh, from what I understand, it was off script or something like that. But then I found out later on that it wasn't, that it was actually planned. So we saw how all that went down. So that's how it goes. Okay, so uh, at least one of my predictions actually came true in this one. The next matchup, the mixed tag match. Edge and Beth Phoenix taking on members of the Judgment Day, Finn Balor and Rhea Ripley. Winners of the match was Edge and Beth Phoenix. They defeated the Judgment Day right there. And I was expecting Beth Phoenix to become the one to beat Rhea Ripley. But I guess they wanted to make her unstoppable coming into WrestleMania. So they decided to let Edge beat Finn Balor in the middle of the ring. Which would then end the feud with the Judgment Day. At least we were told this past Monday night on Monday Night Raw. So there was an open challenge made. For the United States Championship. Austin Theory would defend his championship against Edge, which he did. And then all of a sudden, Edge loses to the uh, to Theory because of Finn Balor. So no doubt there's going to be something set up for WrestleMania for those two, which we have discussed on the Main Event Talk podcast and the WrestleMania Report, but I will give you the WrestleMania Report later on today. And speaking of Austin Theory, Austin Theory 
I'm sorry. Austin Theory defended his United States Championship against Bronson Reed, Damian Priest, Johnny Gargano, Montez Ford, and Seth freaking Rollins. Yes. Winner of the match was Austin Theory. Winning his matchup took place over the Elimination Chamber. And um, we, we saw how these eliminations went down. And when it came down to Montez Ford, Montez Ford did extremely well. I thought Bronson Reed was a powerhouse. Johnny Gargano was okay. Um, who else was in it? Uh, Seth freaking Rollins and Austin Theory did pretty well for themselves also. Uh, but Montez Ford, uh, let's talk about him for a moment. Um, so he was laid out with a curb stomp. He was uh, uh, pretty much escorted out of the building or out of the uh, chamber, leaving the door wide open. So my first scenario, when you have Seth Rollins and when you have Austin Theory in the same ring competing for the United States Championship, the thing that I kept saying over and over again is, is Logan Paul going to show up? And how will he do it? And this was the way to go. Uh, to some people's eyes, it was a little bit ridiculous. But to the main event, it was the right call. It was the right move. Logan Paul came in and pretty much laid that... Um, what is it? That... Um, that uh, what, what's that clothesline that Hangman Adam Page calls it? The uh, Disco Lariat? Or Hangman Lariat or whatever it's called. Well, anyways... Um, he goes ahead, he puts on the lariat, and then hits a curb stomp on Seth Rollins, allowing Austin Theory to cover Seth freaking Rollins. One, two, three. Austin Theory retains the United States Championship. And the further story between Seth Rollins and Logan Paul continues and is going to continue on until we get to WrestleMania. So we'll hear a lot about that story and much, much more. Now, obviously, we're going we're gonna to leave the last matchup. The last matchup is Roman Reigns versus Sami Zayn for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship. We're going to talk about that at the conclusion of this episode of the Main Event Talk podcast. That's part of the Elimination Chamber report. We've got more to come when we talk about what took place at Roman with Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn, who was involved, and how did this all play out at Montreal, Quebec, Canada, for Elimination Chamber? You'll find out very soon later on in this episode of the Main Event Talk podcast. Coming up next, it's been over three years since Roman Reigns has been pinned. He's been champion for two and a half years of that. But could tonight be the night it all ends for Sami Zayn? It's a homecoming. 17,000 people will be in his corner, just like they were last night on Friday Night SmackDown. Chief, we have a guest. Roman, how you doing? My name, my reputation as a weight has taken hit after hit after hit. What I need is to regain my credibility, to regain the respect that I am owed. If there was some way to help out, trust me when I tell you, I could be a very, very valuable ally. Sammy Zayn has found his family. Sammy Zayn has come to fight for Reigns. I have their back, and I know that they have mine. Does a 
doesn't matter how many times they tell you you're in the bloodline, you're not their real blood, and you never will be. What happens when you do something and you piss Roman? We are the show! What do you think he's going to do to you? You want to be the travel chief? Do you think you're me? Do you think you're me? Do you think you're me? I just wouldn't wait for them to turn on me. I would strike first. Sammy Zane, the betrayer of the island of irrelevancy. I don't want to see you again until the Royal Rumble. And that is where you're going to deliver your final test. Roman Reigns is flanked by the honorary you, Sammy Zane, who must deliver his final test tonight. But what that test will be, we will find out. We're going to see if Sammy Zayn really is the bloodline or not.
States has been champion. He has not been pinned in over three years since December of 2019. But there is a historical parallel that I want to make tonight, Corey. Bruno San Martino once held the WWE Championship for nearly eight years. The man who defeated him to end that streak was the Russian Bear Ivan Kolov, who was from right here in Montreal, Canada. Well, the same thing happened tonight. Will another native son of Montreal be able to do the unthinkable and stop the greatest streak of the modern era and knock off Roman Reigns tonight? Sami Zayn at his fingertips the opportunity to drag the entire city of Montreal out of the shadows of 1997 to give the WWE Universe hope. This is something out of a storybook. The stars simply cannot be any better aligned. Unfortunately for Sammy, a happy ending is not guaranteed. is perhaps the most vulnerable that Roman Reigns has ever been. He looks naked out here without the rest of the bloodline, which has imploded in recent weeks. And he has over 17,000 people, an entire city, and an entire nation against him. against him tonight and Roman is savoring the opportunity to play the role of dream crusher tonight. Roman is a man who offered Sami Zayn paradise and for his troubles received a dagger in the back. I expect tonight to be the fight of Sami Zayn's life but ultimately a very public very painful punishment by the tribal chief. It's not paradise if you're used and abused. Well, get in on the Elimination Chamber action with DraftKings. Answer questions correctly about the Roman Reigns versus Sami Zayn match to earn your share of $10,000 in prizes. Download the DraftKings app, use code WWE, and play free for your share of the $10,000 prize pool. Plus, make your first deposit today to play free for your share of millions and other DraftKings contests. You have to appreciate Roman Reigns using the champion's prerogative to make his entrance first. Roman is going to stand in the ring and make Sammy stare into the lion's den. Make sure Sammy knows exactly what he got himself into.
grew up just down the road from Montreal in Laval, Quebec. He debuted in this building, the Bell Center. His WWE debut was here eight years ago. And tonight, the biggest match of his entire career in front of his wife, in front of his father, in front of his brothers, in front of 17,000 countrymen in Montreal. Is it probable? Hell no. Is it possible? Hell yes. Can Sami Zayn take down the king tonight? So, um, obviously you guys had just heard the beginning right there. Um, I wanted to go ahead and uh, kind of... Uh, put this uh, deal, put 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 it together where you guys can listen to how how the uh, intro started from the promo exchange that took place right there to the entrances. Obviously, you heard Roman Reigns come out, and then you heard Sami Zayn come out. That was incredible. You know, Montreal, Montreal on Friday night was um, was incredible. But Mon- but Montreal on Saturday night at Elimination Chamber, it was very, very loud. <laughs> Holy crap. Um, I already knew the fuck you chants were coming <laughs> because that took place. And I already knew. I already knew. Just like what happened in San Antonio. San Antonio. And <laughs> you got you to gotta convince San Antonio for this because they started. The, they were the ones that started the fuck you chants, by the way. But I'll tell you this. If San Antonio weren't wasn't gonna do it, Montreal would. I guarantee you, Montreal would have. So the match, um, the introductions were great. Uh, I loved it. Uh, obviously, the the match was um, it was gonna be a, a very good bar burner. Um, when I looked at this match, uh, I tried to compare it to the one that they had previously from about a year ago. Now, Sami Zayn did compete against Roman Reigns. About almost a year ago, but it was a much different, uh, much different time. Sami Zayn was a bit of a coward, uh, a cowardish, a cowardish heel at the time, and he wasn't the lovable individual that you know now. And this took this took a while for the audience to grasp in to take in Sami Zayn, because despite the story and despite everything that's been going on. Sami Zayn, let's be honest, was the popular favorite, was the man that was going to go ahead and become something special in the bloodline. And I think the fans had took him in because it's Sami Zayn, you know? So throughout this entire time, I think a lot of fans will admit that Sami Zayn being in the bloodline was good for the bloodline. And I think it was by the fans' choice. It wasn't by... The bloodline's choice at all. It was definitely by the fans' choice, you know. So they went along with what the fans wanted. So the Royal Rumble was the setup, where they go ahead and say, "Fuck it, we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna switch things around and we're gonna have Sammy turn on Roman." And that's exactly what happened. And it was and it was done to perfection. It was done greatly. So now it would set up the point where we would, you know, end up today, where we would end up Sami Zayn taking on Roman Reigns for the undisputed WWE uh, undisputed WWE Championship. So the match was back and forth. The crowd was chanting "fuck you." 
Sami Zayn was um, trying to get the upper hand on Roman Reigns. And like I said before, this was different from how, the, how it was last time. Because when they fought off against each other last time, it was about at least maybe a minute, maybe two minutes. This was longer than a minute. It was probably maybe a good 20 minutes, maybe a good 25 minutes in the match. And uh, it was good. It was good for everything for what it was, you know. Um, the other thing that I was a bit curious about, and this was something that uh, that has been overlooked and... A lot of the people never, and I don't understand why they don't capitalize on this one further. And I feel like I'm the only person that's got to talk about it right here. Now, the 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 thing is, and let's and let's go ahead and let's talk about it. What I'm what, what I'm mentioning here. Now, the setup for. For the match, obviously, and let's let's go ahead and cut right to the chase. We know Roman was going to win. That part didn't matter, but it almost seemed like a lot of fans wanted Sami Zayn to win more than Roman. But we'll talk about that in a moment. The biggest part to this match was how will the Usos play in this match? How will they play? Because you have to remember. The Usos could not be involved in this match because they were gonna they, they were obviously banned from Canada. Obviously banned, they cannot be brought into the country for any reason whatsoever because of their DWI or their DUI that took place uh, about a year, year and a half ago, right? So there would be no way for the Usos to be allowed in this country. But what if the WWE decides to pull a string? What if it, you know, because it's funny, of all the reports that people have done, nobody had even questioned, nobody has even questioned how the Usos got involved. I mean, the Usos came into Canada, obviously. How? How in the world did they? They didn't, they were not, they didn't show up on Friday Night Smackdown. So it lets, it leads me to believe, okay, the Usos are staying home. They're not going to come to Canada. They're not going to show up. They're not going to violate, you know, the Canadian laws. But I guess the only person that I see that didn't violate anything would be Solo Sokoa, right? But who knows, right? So during this match, there was a part where the referee gets knocked out, right? He gets, uh... We already knew right away that eventually there was going to be a referee bump involved, and there was. And then all of a sudden, somebody comes from the crowd. I'm thinking, okay, here comes Solo Sokoa. Here comes Solo. No, it was Jimmy. And I was like, oh, fuck. It's Jimmy Uso. What the fuck is he doing here? He's not, he's not even supposed to be in Canada. That was the thing that drove me nuts. And nobody bothered to even ask... To even ask, you know, what are they doing here? They're not even supposed to be in Canada at all. All the reports that you've heard from these supposed wrestling observers and these wrestling news outlets that are more focused on the story than not even wondering why Jimmy and Jay were allowed in the country. I know that some people, they'll probably say, does that matter? Fuck yeah, it matters. It matters a whole lot. What were they doing in Canada? We thought, we all thought that they were not going to be in Canada. We all thought that wasn't going to happen. 
Well, no one has given an explanation. And I'm the one that's bringing up the question. And until somebody with an intelligent wrestling mind besides mine... To understand what happened, why the users were involved, we'll probably will never know. So, Jimmy shows up, interferes in the match. About, what, two, three super kicks and everything to Sami Zayn. He was out. Roman Reigns was about to go for the pin. One, two, and then, whoa. Sami is still in the match. And Jimmy is in shock. Jimmy is in shock. So then I'm thinking, okay, what's going to happen next? All right, so Jimmy gets taken out of the equation. And then Jay shows up, which is another shock, too, because I didn't know if he was going to show up, but he shows up also. Once again, how did they get into the country? Was there uh, was there some sort of deal uh, that nobody was aware of that that uh, the WWE paid for their fines and say, fuck it, we need to let them in the country as soon as possible in order to get this storyline rolling. Once again, no one has explained why the Usos has entered the country. You know, no one has explained. But like I said, until somebody with intelligence, wrestling intelligence, tells me about what the hell's going on here, we'll go ahead and go along with this because apparently people choose to ignore why the Usos were in Canada when they're not supposed to be. Okay. So, then comes the part where Jay goes ahead and uh, he, he, he's there, but he's not really doing anything. Roman Reigns was trying to, um, as, as they explained, Roman Reigns was uh, handing him the chair. He's like, dude, what are you doing? What's wrong, man? You're standing there doing nothing. Here, have a chair. You want to smack at him? Go at it. Go smack at him. And he doesn't do anything, right? And I'm thinking, oh, man, what if, what if Jay were to turn on, turn on Roman also? What if that were to happen, right? But as soon as that happened, Roman just went ahead and took the chair away from him. What the hell's wrong with these you know, pie-faced him about a couple of times and everything and kept doing it. And then all of a sudden, as soon as Sami Zayn got up, Sami Zayn went ahead and hit a spear and was going to hit it on Roman. But Roman went out of the way and he hit Jay. So Jay was left out of the equation. So... At the at the conclusion of this entire matchup, Jimmy is out. Jay is out. Roman goes ahead and uh, I guess takes a steel chair and lays out uh, Sami Zayn. There, there was more to the story and everything else like that. Um, uh, I think hit a spear. One, two, three. Roman Reigns wins, which was uh, which was a big surprise. Which was. Not a big surprise, but it really took the wind out of everybody's sails in Montreal. I mean, dude, you heard the crowd going completely loud, completely nuts, completely insane, yelling out, fuck you to Roman. And then all of a sudden when Roman pinned Sammy, that was it. It was over. This is what you heard. Just like that. Like there was practically, my God, it was silent. It was silent bad. So Jimmy comes in and attacks, um, Jimmy comes in and attacks Sami Zayn right after the match. And then here comes Kevin Owens, which livesened up the crowd a little bit more. And <clears throat> that was good. That was good for what it was. Um, 
uh, takes out Jimmy and then hits Rome, hits Jimmy with a stunner, right? Hits Roman with a stunner, puts him in the corner, and is about to work on him until Sami Zayn gets up in one corner. And then Kevin Owens just moves out of the way and then lets... Um, <coughs> my apologies. Um, Sammy goes ahead and hits the Luva kick on Roman Reigns, laying him out. Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens... Or, I'm sorry. Roman Reigns is laid out. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are looking at each other. Kevin Owens is going out of the ring. He walks out. And that's it. And a disappointed crowd uh, was not liking how this was. Um, but with good reason, you know why. Kevin Owens is walking out, right? And a lot of people were were suggesting that Kevin Owens was going to reconcile, reconcile right there with Sami Zayn. Okay, now, this is the end of the match. This is everything that we talked about. Now, let's let's focus on some of the key points to this. So, let's focus on key point number one, what we just talked about a moment ago about Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Now, keep in mind, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, when you look back at what happened in November, when you look back at what happened in November, right after Survivor Series, Kevin Owens wants nothing to do with Sami Zayn. Nothing. Zero. Not a damn thing. And all of a sudden, people were expecting to believe that Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn were going to reconcile. But this was going to take a longer process. Because you don't just go ahead and think, oh, well, they're going to get back together just like that. And they're going to battle the bloodline. No. No. There's several elements you need to look at. Which now leads me to the next part. Jey Uso comes in, and even though, despite the fact that they were in Canada for some odd reason, it was good that they showed up, right? It was really good that they showed up. So now it leads to question, you know, where does Jimmy, where does Jay fit into all of this? Is he going to align himself with Kevin Owens or Sami Zayn? Or will, will this be, you know, you know, some way where... Jay turns on Sami Zayn. Now, that's going to happen eventually. I don't know when, but it's going to happen. We got a couple of weeks. Uh, we got a couple of more weeks until we enter into WrestleMania. So that's also one other key element here. So the Kevin Owens factor. They're not going to reconcile just yet until something happens, which leads into the Jay issue, issue. And that's the second thing. Now, the third... The third one, which is the finish. The finish, um, obviously everyone should, should have already known. Okay, well, well I, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what. We're going to lead into the finish. All right, we've, what we're going to do right now. Okay, we've already talked about what happened in Elimination Chamber. We talked about this match. We talked about the Jey Uso factor, the Kevin Owens factor, and everything. The finish is probably the most important part of them all. So, here's what we're going to do. We're going to go ahead, get into the wrestling news in just a moment. We've got one more opinion on the finish. And then after that, the main event will give you my final thoughts on the finish. Should Sami Zayn had walked away with the WWE Universal Championship and move on to WrestleMania? Or 
Should Roman Reigns have just been champion, move on to WrestleMania, and take on Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania like it's been planned for the entire year? You'll find that out in a moment.
If you guys have any questions in regards to this show, all you got to do is go over to my email address at the main event 1977 at gmail.com. That's the main event 1977 at gmail.com. Listen for your question right here on the main event talk podcast, and it could be any question that you want, whether it's anything about what's going on in the world of professional wrestling to anything new in music or anything about possibly politics, even though I really don't get into politics that much anyway, or anything about current events or anything about the Transformers or any kind of new metal music that you like to talk about or anything in particular, even if it's a bit personal. The main event would love to go ahead and put that email out for everyone to listen to. So once again, my email address is the main event. 1977 at gmail.com. That's the main event. 1977 at gmail.com. And listen for that question right here on the main event talk podcast. Let me ask you this, Jim. Um, and again, we've recorded a lot in just a few days, but a few days out now, seeing more of the controversy online of the people who really had a major problem with Sammy not getting the world title in Montreal at Elimination Chamber, do you think Monday night should change the way any of them see everything? Or what do you, any final thoughts on that? I know we just talked about it for a few yes, minutes, but. but yes, 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 it should, they should never have those thoughts to begin with for a variety of reasons. I mean, come on, people, have we divested ourselves from reality here? And this is not an insult. To Sami Zayn, or no, they shouldn't put the title on him, blah, 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 blah. I'll, I'll explain facts in a minute. But first off, how many of the questions that we just asked would we still be asking if Sami Zayn beat Roman Reigns? It would all be about how would Roman get back the title somehow before WrestleMania. Well, yeah, who wants to? But no, before, maybe not before WrestleMania. Because well, then oh, it, yeah. it would... Because here's the thing, if they had put the belt on Sammy and then and then took it back off of him for WrestleMania, then Sami Zayn is deader than a goddamn Kelsey's nuts, right? Deader than four o'clock. And so they couldn't do that, so then Sammy would have to wrestle Cody. Well, what good's that gonna do anybody? Yeah, they're gonna boo one of the guys. And then somebody's gonna say well. They ought to have a triple threat. Well, then who's going to win that? Then you beat Roman again, or you beat Cody, or you beat Sammy six weeks later. So, no. And we wouldn't have been asking any of those questions because nobody would give a shit about who was going to take down the bloodline because the the big boss, the big dog, the the, the head honcho had already would already been taken down. So what? who cares if somebody beats the Usos? And then you also, as we talked about on the experience, they're running a worldwide company. It was wonderful that that atmosphere took place in Montreal. And if it was the territory days, 
you maybe should have made a different call because it'd be one of your main markets and wow and you know you can switch things quicker into but but no this they're running the world and they have planned and plotted and kept roman undefeated for this long to be a big moment when the guy that they've anointed as the next guy beats him and again irregardless of his talent or the performances he's been turning in for the wwe worldwide cody rhodes is a better face of the company than Sami Zayn, which even he has said in interviews i know i'm not the guy that they look for to be he's he's a superstar but he's not the superstar and they're still going to go for somebody if Sammy even dresses up in a suit, his gimmick precludes him from doing that. They want somebody like Reigns that either looks fucking physically impressive and cool and and how he dresses and acts and carries himself, or they want a guy like Cody with the suit and the, and the tight and the bloodline, so to speak, of the Rhodes family, everybody's heard him. If he didn't have the goddamn neck blotch, it'd be even more wonderful, but they took him anyway. The biggest they, fucking mistake ever. But that's why, you know, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn can easily go and do promotions and, and appearances and publicity. And they, A, here's a WWE superstar, Sami Zayn, or, but it's not, here's the WWE champion. For that, they want somebody that has all of the fucking attributes, including the appearance. And as well... For business worldwide overall, the story they have told and are continuing to tell with Cody and his story and his path to winning it for my daddy, the belt it took away from my daddy in the garden, that's bigger and it's better and it's longer term and it makes more sense. And the Roman story. I mean, don't forget Roman's been champion for all this period of time. He should lose it now right before Mania? And that doesn't mean that Roman Reigns is going to burst into flames and fucking disappear in in ashes as soon as he loses, because then they have, well, Roman wants to get the belt back. You're going to have to try to get a rematch with Cody, but wait a minute, Sammy still wants fucking Roman. And for that matter, maybe Owen still wants, right? You know what? Boy, they're just a couple of baby faces short of a real war games with a reason. And well, and actually, yeah. they can't. They can't. I was thinking they can't put Heyman in there like they did JJ. So <laughs> one baby only if they put him in a bodysuit. Oh no! Fuck, <laughs> only if they put him in a body bag. Oh, don't say um, that goddamn bump! I th- the bump he took it to pay per view. I thought my DVR had suddenly zapped into slow motion on its own. But okay, Roman and Usos and Solo versus Cody and Sammy and Owens and question mark. And there is a war games match or a any kind of match with a reason to fucking have it instead of just a bunch of mismatched disjointed people so they've got and and again all the rematches with roman and everybody that wants him that he doesn't work every goddamn day so those are going to take a while but what about the reuniting of 
Owens and Sammy and their eventual match with the Usos unless the, the Jay won't come to come to the table. All all that shit would be shot if they switched the belt. And so no and and it's just it's either from the the smarkiest, smartest of the smart fans or the news site people that cater to them and say what they want to hear that, oh, this moment, oh, this moment, this magic moment when Sammy won in Montreal, it was so good. I jacked off 16 times. And then it happened. I got I fell in my puddle of goo. Oh, come on. And I was disheartened. Wouldn't you be too? In a puddle of goo. Okay, okay. Enough, enough. This is no longer my show. My apologies to everyone who ever worked in the Brill Building ever. I don't know how we're going to recover, but... They shouldn't. They shouldn't. They shouldn't have switched the game. That Benny King was a talented man. And Well, let's drift on back to the show, shall we? That sounds like a good idea. I'll stand by you. <laughs> God damn it. All right. <laughs> so... Motherfucker. So goo, goo is goo. the word you went for. <laughs> I'm a little dizzy. Um. Arcadian Vanguard presents the Wrestling News in your daily wrestling newscast for Saturday, February 25th, 2023. Good morning, I'm Mike Sempervivi. We begin today with corporate news out of World Wrestling Entertainment, WWE's Senior Vice President for Global Talent Strategy and Development, James Kimball, was fired by the company last week, reportedly due to a human relations violation, according to Fightful Select. No other details were given about the nature of the departure. Kimball joined WWE in August of 2017 after nearly a decade with the Ultimate Fighting Championships and was key in the creation and development of WWE's next-in-line name, image, and likeness program aimed at college athletes. Before joining WWE, Kimball oversaw the creation of the UFC Performance Institute in Nevada, which opened in May of 2017 and was named its Vice President of Operations. Since December 2021, WWE's NIL program has signed 46 college or university athletes from 13 different sports. In addition to WWE and the UFC, Kimball has also held positions with the Lagarde Group and the National Basketball Association's Washington Wizards. We'll have more on this story as it becomes available. We turn now to Friday Night SmackDown live on Fox from the Ford Center in Evansville, Indiana. In the main event segment, Jimmy Uso came down to the ring to call out his brother Jay in order to talk to him about getting back on the same page with the rest of the bloodline. Instead, it was Sami Zayn who came out through the crowd, leading to a microphone battle between the two. You're the one that made that choice. 
You had that chair in your hand. You're the one that pulled the trigger. You're the one that made the choice. You stepped on me and you stepped on Jay. What was I supposed to do, huh? Listen, you made the choice and I did what I had to do. That's what family do. But you know what family don't do, Reese? They don't betray you. Yeah, let me tell you, no, no, no. Let me tell you what else family doesn't do, okay? They don't make you test your loyalty every single week. They don't make you jump through hoops just to prove that you're worth something. They don't manipulate you every single week like Roman Reigns did to me. The way Roman Reigns has done to your twin. That's what he did. Not for weeks, not for months, for years. As Jimmy Uso and Zayn went back and forth, Jey Uso then appeared in the crowd. When Zayn looked up and saw him, he gave Jimmy the opportunity to land a sucker punch. Jimmy pleaded for his brother to join the attack, but Jay only watched on. Zayn then recovered and hit Jimmy with a halluva kick, causing Solo Sokoa to hit the ring and Zayn bailing out through the crowd. Earlier in the program, through a text to Paul Heyman, undisputed WWE champion Roman Reigns issued a warning to Jimmy to deal with his brother Jay or he'd do it himself when he shows up next week. Then we can hash things out, face to face. Personally. I hope so. Let's look at this text I just got from our tribal chief. Roman Reigns will be here live next week on SmackDown. Jimmy, he wants you to know you handle Jay tonight, or the tribal chief will handle him. For you next week personally WWE Smackdown Women's Champion Charlotte Flair and her opponent at Wrestlemania Rhea Ripley were scheduled to have a face-to-face -face promo battle but most of the banter was taken up by Dominic Mysterio who came down to the ring alone to needle Flair on Ripley's behalf when Flair had heard enough she began to take off her title belt and approach Dominic which finally caused Ripley to appear. The two women exchanged words off mic and stared each other down to end the segment. Karrion Cross submitted Rey Mysterio Jr. with the cross jacket. As Mysterio went for the 619, Scarlett Bordeaux distracted the referee, which allowed Dominic Mysterio to stop his father from hitting the move and knocking him to the floor. After the match, Dominic taunted his father by repeatedly shoving him and screaming at him to retaliate, but the elder Mysterio just walked away. Earlier in the show, Dominic and Rhea Ripley interrupted an interview segment with Ray and Santos Escobar, with Dominic running down both men. In other results, Shayna Baszler defeated Natalia. After the match, Baszler and Ronda Rousey beat down Natalia until Tegan Knox made the save. It was announced later in the show that Rousey and Baszler will face Natalia and Knox on next week's SmackDown. Kofi Kingston pinned LA Knight following the Trouble in Paradise kick. Bray Wyatt hosted a Firefly Funhouse segment, and the opening bout of the night was a six-man tag team match which saw Imperium defeat Braun Strowman, Ricochet, and Madcap Moss after Gunther powerbombed and pinned Moss. AEW Rampage on TNT was taped last Wednesday at the Footprint Center in Phoenix, Arizona. In the main event, Sammy Guevara defeated Action Andretti after interference from Daniel Garcia, which opened the door for Guevara's GTH knee strike. Two men so evenly matched, and Dreddy oh, 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 oh
corner. That ruck is He's back in position again. Nowhere to go. The turnbuckle city. Here comes another spin. Turnbuckle. Garcia behind the referee's back. The referee didn't see a damn thing. You can't call what you don't see. The crowd's booing, but Daddy took his damn head off with that clothesline. Good job, Daddy. Come on, Sammy. Sammy Guevara with Action Andretti up the oh. GTH. That's it, baby. Come on, Sammy. Cover him. Guevara with the assist from Garcia. Yeah. And it gets the before Guevara and Andretti got started, it was announced that both men would be a part of AEW's Face of the Revolution ladder match, which takes place this Wednesday on Dynamite. Joining Guevara and Andretti will be Kanosuke Takeshita, Ortiz, Eddie Kingston, Powerhouse Hobbs, AR Fox, and AAA Luchador Commander, who will be making his AEW debut. The winner of the multi-person ladder match receives a shot at the TNT Championship. For the past two years, the face of the Revolution ladder match was held during AEW's Revolution pay-per-view and was won by Scorpio Sky and Wardlow, respectively. Tony Storm defeated Willow Nightingale, pinning her after the Storm Zero piledriver. After the match, Storm's partner Soraya pulled out two cans of green spray paint to use on Nightingale, which led to Ruby Soho running down and making the save. As the heels bailed up the entrance ramp, Jamie Hayter and Britt Baker came out and fought them to the back. Also on the show, Dustin Rhodes and Keith Lee challenged Swerve Strickland and Parker Bordreau for a match on next week's Rampage. Lance Archer dispatched of Bryce Saturn. And the Young Bucks, Matt and Nick Jackson, defeated Aussie Open, Kyle Fletcher and Mark Davis after the Bucks hit Fletcher with the BTE trigger and Matt Jackson scored the pin. After the finish, as the Bucks and Kenny Omega stood in the ring, the lights dimmed and the House of Black appeared at ringside. But before anything happened, the lights dimmed again and the HOB was gone. Attacks took place during two interview segments. In the first, Austin and Colton Gunn, Lee Moriarty and Big Bill attacked Trent Beretta and Chuck Taylor. Later, Jeff Jarrett, Jay Lethal, Satnam Singh and Sanjay Dutt attacked the acclaimed and Billy Gunn. Also on Friday, Impact Wrestling presented No Surrender from Samstown Live on the Boulder Strip in Sunrise Manor, Nevada. Streamed on Impact Plus, the main event of the show saw Josh Alexander make the 23rd defense of the Impact World Championship by pinning former champion Rich Swan in 25 minutes and 13 seconds after delivering the C4 Spike Butterfly Piledriver. Knockouts champion Mickey James also retained her title by holding off the challenge of Masha Slamovich, reversing a Slamovich monkey flip attempt into a pin. In other title tilts, Joe Hendry defeated Moose in a dot combat hardcore match to retain the digital media championship, while the Death Dolls, Taya Valkyrie and Jessica Havoc, retained their Impact Knockouts tag team title by defeating the Hex, Marty Bell and Allison Kay, after Havoc pinned Bell. Steve Macklin won a four-way match over PCO, Brian Myers, and Heath to become the number one contender to Alexander's Impact World title. Macklin gets his title shot at Impact Rebellion coming up on April 16th in Toronto. After the match, X-Division champion Trey Miguel came out to complain about being left off the card, 
This ended with him being chokeslammed on the stage by PCO. Also on the main show, Frankie Kazarian defeated Khan, and in a six-man tag team match, the Bullet Club team of Kenta, Ace Austin, and Chris Bay defeated Kushida and the Motor City Machine Guns. In pre-show matches, Jonathan Gresham defeated Speedball Mike Bailey, and Giselle Shaw pinned Deanna Perrazzo after a running knee to the head, which was facilitated by Jay Vidal distracting the referee and Savannah Evans attacking Perrazzo. And we'd like to make a correction to yesterday's broadcast. When discussing John Cena's return to television in March, I noted that Cena's return has caused a run on tickets at the building he'll be appearing in. Unfortunately, during yesterday's newscast, I mentioned his return would be taking place at the Amalia Arena in Tampa. That was incorrect. Cena's last appearance for WWE on the December 30th edition of SmackDown emanated from Tampa. Coming up on March 6th, Cena and the rest of Monday Night Raw will be in Boston at the TD Garden. We apologize for the error. And before we leave you today, we'd like to remind you that however you consume your content, you can find the wrestling news 24 hours a day and seven days a week across social media. On Twitter, follow us at Wrestling News AV. Our Facebook page is also Wrestling News AV. The wrestling news can also be found on the Arcadian Vanguard YouTube page. And for those who utilize Amazon Echo devices, just tell Alexa to play the Wrestling News Podcast. And remember to make sure you add podcast at the end. Once again, for daily updates, breaking news, and more, follow the Wrestling News across social media. And that's the news for today. If anything happens, we will be here to tell you about it. No clickbait, no paywall, just the Wrestling News. The Wrestling News is a division of Arcadian Vanguard, and the Wrestling Newscast is a production of the Arcadian Vanguard Podcast Network. Okay, guys, so you've heard the Wrestling News just a moment ago. You heard about all the results that took place and everything else like that. All right, now it's time to finally give you the opinion of what I think about the match between Sami Zayn and Roman Reigns. Now, you've heard from the Wrestling Observer. You've heard from uh, the, the Wrestling Observer Radio Live. You've heard the opinions of Jim Cornette about whether or not Sami Zayn should have walked away with the WWE Universal Championship. Now, let me give you a part of the version here. Okay. So, Brian Alvarez, we'll start with him. Brian Alvarez, who had mentioned that it would have been better for Sami Zayn to win the championship because... It doesn't matter because if you, you know, I think I, if, if I remember hearing this correctly from him, that he wanted to see Sami Zayn win the championship because of that moment. And you'll never get that moment again, right? And it would have been better for Sami Zayn to win the championship and then move on and take on Cody at WrestleMania, right? That w- That's what his opinion was. And, and, it doesn't matter if Roman wins or Sami Zayn or, or whatever opinion he says here. Now, 
Jim Cornette had a different analogy where he says that I don't think I, mean, I, I think it was very clear that Sammy should have never should never tried to win. You should try to put him over in Montreal, but you shouldn't try to have him win the WWE Undisputed Universal Championship when you've been trying for months to over a year to develop to get the championship to go to Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania because that was going to be the plan. That was going to be the main event for WrestleMania. And with all due respect to Sammy, his chances of being champion, let's let's be honest, it wasn't going to happen. He wouldn't fit the role. He wouldn't fit the bill. It wouldn't work that way. Now, that's the opinion of Jim Cornette. Now, now it's time for my opinion. Now, I think we can easily say that I'm a huge fan of Jim Cornette. But in the process, I'm also a huge fan of the Wrestling Observer. Uh, Wrestling Observer, And I respect both their opinions. I really do. But the problem that I see, and this is uh, the part that I see that is kind of interesting. Okay, so Brian Alvarez mentions something interesting where he says that it doesn't matter, right? It doesn't matter. WrestleMania is not built on, well, it's built on in, you know, the whole thing with uh, Los Angeles. It's built on the fact that, you know, WrestleMania goes Hollywood and everything else like that. Now, it's built on that, but it's built on more than that. What is the main focal point of WrestleMania besides the fact that it's going to take place in Soulfly Stadium in Los Angeles, California? What is the main focal point? I'll tell you what the main focal point is. The undisputed WWE Universal Heavyweight Champion Roman Reigns. He is the focal point of WrestleMania. It's the truth. It's the truth. Now, if there was any other focal point other than Roman Reigns, then that would be, you know, something to think about. But in this case, the focal point was on Roman Reigns. Now, why? Why is the focal point on Roman Reigns? I'll tell you why. Roman, who as we speak, let's see. If it's Saturday, and last week he was 900 and 902 days as champion. He's probably, what, 907 days? 908 days as champion now? So... Roman has been undefeated for a very long time. We're, we're close to 900 and almost 910 days as champion. We're getting close to that number right now. The idea right now, Sami Zayn winning the WWE Championship, uh, the WWE Universal Championship at Montreal, would have been great, would have been awesome, would have been lovely. It would have been the greatest moment in Sami Zayn's career if WrestleMania didn't come around. If WrestleMania didn't come around, maybe the WWE should consider putting uh, Sami Zayn over. Maybe they should think about that. But in this case, they didn't. See, my thought was, if the WWE sticks with the plan that they had several months ago, then everything would be okay. Now, 
I'll bet you anything. I'll bet you anything. Brian Alvarez wants to go ahead and talk about the fact that it should have been Sami Zayn's moment. He should have been the champion. He should have moved on to WrestleMania, yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. Let me tell you what that is. That's a Vince McMahon change right there. Yes, just think about... I don't think... Well, honestly, I don't think Vince McMahon would do something like that. I don't think he would go ahead and be stupid enough to go ahead and give Sami Zayn the championship just like that. Just because one city... One city, Montreal, and I, I, I kept hearing, I kept hearing the words, "You'll never get this moment again." Exactly. Exactly. Because look, how long will it be till WWE goes back to Montreal? How how long do you think it'll be? It'll probably be a long while, wouldn't it? So at this point, yes, you're not going to get that moment again, but you don't know that. You don't know that for sure, right? Now, somewhere along the line, we're going to see Sami Zayn back in, a, back in a position to take on Roman Reigns. It may not be for the WWE Undisputed Universal Championship. It may not be that. But Sami could have a match with Roman Reigns, and Sami could beat Roman Reigns if the opportunity was right. Now, that's further down the line. I'm not saying it will happen. But as far as WrestleMania goes, we have to keep it Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes. We have to keep it this way because you don't go ahead and decide to change plans. Now, if this, like I said, if this was Vince McMahon, he would probably have changed the plans a long time ago. And WrestleMania would be completely fucked up. Now, Brian Alvarez may not agree with my opinion. That's fine. He doesn't have to. But the only thing that I will disagree upon especially when it comes to Brian Alvarez, the fact that when he starts to say the words fake and he's supposed to be a wrestling observer and he's supposed to be a former wrestler, I got news for you. All due respect to Mr. Alvarez. Brian Alvarez is great at what he does in the Wrestling Observer. I love listening to him every time. But it's an insult to me and it's an insult to every wrestling fan and every wrestler when I hear the words fake coming out of a person who's supposed to be a former professional wrestler, I despise that. I hate that so much because it kind of shows me the kind of wrestling fan he claims to be. And I say he claims to be because you would not use the word fake if you're a wrestler or a wrestling fan. That's forbidden in my eyes. But if you choose to use it, okay, you use it. Unfortunately, you're going to be you're going to be shit out of luck with all the wrestling fans when they tell you what kind of fucking full of shit you are. But that's not towards Brian Alvarez, all right? The only thing is, Brian has to understand the difference. And he also mentioned a couple of other things that, and I want to bring this up as well. Brian Alvarez had mentioned about Mick Foley and The Rock, right? Now, we know that at WrestleMania 15... Stone Cold Steve Austin did not win the... Well, let me go ahead and get that part out of the way. Did not win the Royal Rumble, but Vince McMahon did. But he lost his spot, therefore Stone Cold Steve Austin would be the one to take it, right? He would be the one to take it, right? So he would move on to WrestleMania. Now, The Rock was trying to compete against Mick Foley. Mick Foley, who was the champion at the time, lost it to The Rock at the Royal Rumble, right? And then The Rock gained it back at the Royal Rumble. 
at the hands of McFoley. And then at the Super Bowl halftime show, or the halftime match, or however it went, McFoley ended up becoming champion once again against The Rock. And then I'd said uh, at the St. Valentine's Day Massacre pay-per-view, Mankind and The Rock had a last man standing match, which ended up no uh, a double countout, which means nobody won, which means McFoley would still be the champion. The following day, ladder match would come in, Rock would become the champion, Rock would hold on to the title and move on to take on move on to take on Stone Cold Steve Austin at WrestleMania. Now, why am I bringing this part up? Because Brian Alvarez is under the assumption that if Sami Zayn were to have beaten Roman Reigns, you would have six weeks to get to WrestleMania and he would get his title back. Simple as that. But you lose all the mystique. You could lose all the fire. Look, beating Roman Reigns just like that about almost a month or two months before we get to WrestleMania is ludicrous. It's ridiculous. As I stated before, Roman Reigns is the main focus of WrestleMania. Everything else doesn't mean shit. Every, and, and this is truth. I'm sorry. I, I, I all the respect to Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley and, and Bianca Belair and all. All those are good matches, but none of them mean shit. None of them mean shit at all. Roman Reigns is the main focal point of this entire WrestleMania. You have to have Roman undefeated. You have to make sure Roman comes in undefeated. Even if the fans hate the idea of Roman still being champion and Sami Zayn not being the champion, when some people, in their opinions, should be the champion. Now, to me, like I said before, Sami Zayn losing the title, we've known that for months. But this whole thing with Sami Zayn going further with this bloodline story, you heard about what just happened this past Friday night on Friday Night SmackDown. There's more. Sami Zayn is not out of WrestleMania, but he is going to come in in some way possible. Now, whether it's against, whether, well, I don't think it'll be against Roman Reigns, but we know that at WrestleMania, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens will take on the Usos, but it's going to take a long process and a long while until everything comes in. I mean, let's face it. We know it's only going to be a matter of time before Jay turns on Sami Zayn. It's going to happen. And when that happens, then Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens would have to come together, reunite, and come, and come back together to take on the Usos for the undisputed WWE Tag Team titles at WrestleMania. That will be another match that people want to want to see as well. Just like that. Okay? Now, you put Sami Zayn out of the picture. It, it doesn't necessarily mean that he won't go after the undisputed WWE Universal Championship down the road. That will happen. But for right now, at WrestleMania, you have to stick to the plan. You cannot change the plans. Even if you got... If, even if you got an entire city behind one superstar, it doesn't matter about one city. It matters about the world. And if the entire world would be behind Sami Zayn, okay, that's fine. But unfortunately, one nation, one city, one place, one country isn't enough. 
So my opinion on it is this. At WrestleMania, it should still be Roman Reigns against Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes' story is not over yet. Now, Sami Zayn's story with the bloodline is not over. His story with Roman Reigns may be over for now, but they may get back to it somewhere down the road, okay? But Sami Zayn's story with the bloodline is not over. Not over by a long shot. And who knows how that chapter will go. As far as Roman Reigns goes, this is the focal point. WrestleMania is about Roman Reigns. Now, we know that at WrestleMania, we already know about the announcement, and just in case you guys don't know, it's I don't think it's been announced just yet, but unless something comes up, I understand that night one, the main event for that match will be Rhea Ripley to take on Charlotte Flair for the SmackDown Women's Championship, which is the right call. The right call, and as I stated before, if the men, and I've said, I've said this many times before, and I'll say it again, if the men are going to win the Royal Rumble, they should have night two of WrestleMania, and that's where Cody Rhodes fits into the picture, while WrestleMania night one should be for the women's side, and this was the right call to make. Rhea Ripley wins the Rumble. She moves on to night one of WrestleMania. She takes on Charlotte Flair for the SmackDown Women's Championship. And then everything comes into play. Works out perfectly. And then, of course, night two, we know. And like I said, it's not official as of yet. But we know how this is going to go down. It's going to be Roman Reigns taking on Sami Zayn. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I got Sami Zayn to the brain. I'm sorry. Uh, Roman Reigns taking on Cody Rhodes for the undisputed WWE Universal Heavyweight Champion. That's what's going to happen at WrestleMania. No ch no plans are going to be changed. Nothing like this at all. This is not going to be WrestleMania 30, okay? We're not going to have that shit. We're going to stick to the plan the way it's supposed to be. All due respect, it would be great for Sami Zayn to become champion. But you have to understand what WWE is thinking about at this point, all right? Just because one nation is chanting for one person wanting to get this one person over, it doesn't mean it's going to happen. Now, if they choose to do it after WrestleMania, that's a whole different story. If they choose not to do it before WrestleMania, you can see why. That is exactly why. So, with all that being said, my opinion is simple as this. Roman versus Cody at WrestleMania. We're sticking to that. Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens to take on the Usos for the undisputed WWE Tag Team titles at WrestleMania. The story with the bloodline and Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn is going on. And the story with, Co with Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns is just beginning. We're only a few weeks away from WrestleMania. We've got a lot to cover. And in the next few weeks coming up to WrestleMania... We're going to cover everything we can of WrestleMania. Night one, night two. Hall of Fame induction ceremony, NXT stand and deliver, and much, much more. WrestleMania weekend is coming, and it's coming real hard. 
Well, guys, that's going to conclude it for this episode of the Main Event Talk Podcast. We hope you have enjoyed it and everything. Now, just to let everybody know, next week on the Main Event Talk Podcast, AEW's revolution is coming. It's going to take place in March, and it's going to be on March 5th over at the Chase Center in San Francisco, California. I know that everyone's going to be getting their tickets um, their tickets for that event. Oh, and I know some people are probably wondering my opinion on Tony Khan's announcement. All access, really. So, in other words, we're going to be watching more of AEW. But from the inside, dude, you guys are still... Despite that Dynamite had a million viewers, you guys still need to work on your fucking shit. Seriously. Bring CM Punk back. Get some better talent. More importantly, fix Dynamite! Fix Dynamite, for the love of God. That's all I can say about that. So check out AEW Revolution as it happens next week. The main event talk is going to be covering those matches and everything else like that. Can't wait to see that. Uh, this is the last episode for for February. And next week will be the first episode for March, which will happen on March 3rd. Oh, and by the way, let's see. Where are we at? March 3rd is... Oh, <laughs> And uh, I, I did put out, um, I don't think I put it out earlier, but I'm going to go ahead and put it out again. Rich's Billiards. You heard my story. You heard my thoughts. You know how this rolls. Now, everything will go according to plan. So next week, the main event is going to get done doing his podcast. It's going to get done and it's going to be, you know, once all the recordings and all the stuff is ready, it'll be synced, it'll be ready for Saturday. But on March 3rd, I'm coming to Rich's Billiards. And this time, I'm going to make sure my 20th anniversary is completed and done. I could not do it on the 14th. I could not do it on the 19th. Now, March 3rd. It's going to be done, and we're going to make sure nothing, and I mean absolutely nothing, gets in my way. Rich's Billiards, you have been warned. And as always, follow the main event on Twitter at twitter.com slash at main event player. You can also follow me on Instagram at instagram.com slash at main event player too. No word on a new main event talk Facebook page, but it'll be up and running as soon as we get it get it going. And if you want a friend request me on Facebook, say with me now, proceed at your own fucking risk. All right, guys, thank you for listening to this episode. And also before I go uh, before I go ahead and go, big shout out to the Tony Gomez show. Guys, get an opportunity to subscribe to the Tony Gomez show every chance you get. Listen to some of the latest episodes happening on the Tony Gomez show. And uh, there's going to be a lot of wrestling events that are going to be happening here in Corpus Christi. And the main event will be covering those. And we'll see how all that rolls and everything else like that. And don't forget, AEW Revolution is going to happen next week, live on pay-per-view as it happens over in San Francisco at the Chase Center. It's going to be incredible. Cannot wait to check it out. Thank you for listening, guys. I'll see you next week. Why? Because I can... And I want to, any questions, enough said. Elimination Chamber is done, and now we truly begin the road 
to WrestleMania.